Hey everybody, welcome to the number something, I don't know, the something heavy cast. Number seven. Something heavy cast. We're yeah. going to talk about some shit. Yeah. We've got number some shit to talk about. We do, we have some business. Yeah. Some heavy business. I guess. Um, first and foremost, we should start this podcast on somewhat of a somber note. Uh, we, uh, we've lost a legend. Uh, Leonard Nimoy passed away at what, in my opinion, is kind of a younger age at 83. I mean, like, people are living to be 113, 114. Yeah. You know, it's almost an extra 30 years right there. Well, just a couple years ago, he was in the, the Star Trek reboot. And... He was in both of them. Yeah, yeah so... he was in Star Trek and then Into Dark. Yeah, but... But I just want to say, Leonard Nimoy, thank you for everything. We miss you. We will always love you. Live long and prosper, sir. Okay. Now, go ahead and shit all over it. Well, no, I'm not going to shit all over it. I just... I don't know. Leonard Nimoy was not a person who influenced me at all. Because I don't like... I don't trek. At all. I don't do trek. You don't trek. that's pretty much all he does, doesn't, isn't it? What? No. I mean, no, he was a director. He directed Three Men and a Baby. Oh, okay. He was... <laughs> but that's, no, that's kind of a, that's a big accomplishment. Sure. I guess so. Back in the time that that movie was made, three of the biggest stars in the world. You had Tom Selleck, who will always be a badass. Yeah. That's Magnum P.I. Yeah. Okay. And you had Ted Danson. And then you had uh, Steve Gutenberg. Right. The, of the, the, you know, of the famous Gutenbergs. Um, mm-hmm. I love his Bibles. And then uh, he was in, he was uh, Mahoney. Yeah. Police Academy. Sure. They were, the th- they were arguably, you know, the three three of the biggest stars in the world, and he got them together to, to be in this movie. And, and granted, they're all still alive. Yes, granted. I'm just I'm, okay. It's 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 always sad when someone passes away. Yes, especially, and I can see how much of an influence in it that Leonard Nimoy had on a lot of people's lives. Yes, he did. But I'm just gonna say he didn't have that influence on my life. That's that is perfectly fair. So I'm not sitting here being like fuck Leonard Nimoy. I'm glad he's dead. I'm not saying that. I would hope Cause not. Because I'm certainly not. Cause I don't feel that way. I, you'd be history's <laughs> greatest monster. <clears throat> but I just think that um, in terms of the nerd community and the geek community, he he did obviously mm-hmm. mean a lot. Um, I obviously knew him mostly from Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that got me yesterday and got me a little bit choked up was somebody posted on, it was, I think, either 9Gag or Facebook, somebody posted that picture from uh, Wrath of Khan where Spock is in the the Genesis chamber mm. and he's dying from radiation poisoning and he does the Vulcan salute against the glass and he's like you have always been and always will be my friend I'm sure I'm butchering the quote but it's something like that and I thought uh, uh, so I don't even remember that scene uh, that's because you're dead inside yeah. actually because when I went to see uh, the reboot Into Darkness uh, Into Darkness one yeah. like everybody in the theater was just like oh my god and I didn't know what's going on yeah when that scene is coming yeah because because yeah. in the reboot in, in Into Darkness, Kirk goes into the chamber to realign yeah. um, the thingy with mm-hmm. the other thingy to yeah. make the thingy go. Right. That's science. Yeah. <clears throat> and so they reversed it. And then when you see Zachary Quinto's Spock yell out, "Gone!" Right. A lot of people were like, what the fuck? No, it's not supposed to be. Bam, everybody, just relax. Yeah. It's a movie. Chill and out. That was kind of the, that was kind of the feeling throughout the theater, and I, I was just like, I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> Why is everybody so upset? <laughs> you know, I, you know, I enjoyed it. I was good. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, um, but I did. I think it made more sense to have Spock, who's half human, half Vulcan, and like stronger than a regular human, mm-hmm. fight the superhuman 
con yeah. in a in a hand to hand. Yeah, well, you can't just let Kirk do everything. Kirk, Kirk get his ass handed to him. Yeah. As much as we all love Chris Pine. Yeah. And we do. Um. I would rather. Uh, to, okay, now I will say this. I'll join you in a little bit of track hate. Um, I think William Shatner gets more love than he deserves. Yeah. I would have been less. Well, I mean, bu- I'd still been bummed, but less bummed if Shatner had croaked. Not anymore. Right. I'd have been somewhat more okay with it. Right. Well, again, I, I don't track. I don't know much about it. <clears throat> but my understanding of it is that the original series wasn't on for that long. From America, oh, two to three seasons. Something yeah, like that? it was like really short. It was. And then they had a uh, a cartoon. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And then I saw pieces, bits and pieces of that at the the Albuquerque Comic Con. On no, purpose? And or? No, at, Bu- at Bubonic Con. Okay. No, not on purpose. Okay. <laughs> I've never seen the Trek cartoon. So. I see pictures and little snippets of um. This is the old Spider-Man cartoon. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I saw that just made me, I was like, I'm not even going to try to get into this. Is this Spider-Man's hand comes into this animated frame and he shoots the web on this window. And then he punches the window, but and it breaks, but all the glass sticks together because he's got the webbing on it, and then he lifts the window frame up. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck was... What? <laughs> what is this? You guys, this is retarded. Yeah. So, yeah. But I understand you're... I understand why you're not necessarily into Trek. It's... It is a very, I think it defines acquired taste. Yeah. So if you're not into it, you're not into it. And that's, and that's cool. But as we stated on this podcast many times, you're not a science fiction guy. I'm not. You're more of the fantasy, yeah. sword and sorcery epic yeah. type guys. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. Which should make you happy for the Warcraft movie. Uh, I guess. But I've never been that big into Warcraft. But still, it's going to be swords and orcs and all kinds of shit. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I mean, I know a bit of the the lore, and I played uh, I played Warcraft three, and I played some of World of Warcraft before all the expansions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not much of an MMO game player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I try them, like the the concept intrigues me. Yes. And then I start playing them, and then I'm like, I fucking hate this. <laughs> and then I start like <clears throat> three or four different characters and. You get bored of them. I level them all up to like twenty, and then I'm done. Yeah. Um, I just I can't spend that. Like I have the time. I have the time and the ability to to spend playing, like getting really seriously into it. Mm-hmm. But I just can't. See, I, what I want is I want an MMO game, mm-hmm. but that's zombies. I want to have I a have game. That. No, but not in a not in a good way. Not in like a accessible, fun way. Because yeah. they have Daisy. Right. And then they just released a new one. I forget what it's called. It's like H1Z1 or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And That's the Sony one, yeah. It's yeah. pretty much exactly like Daisy. Exactly. And so, but to me, it, it's not, that doesn't appeal to me. First of all, I'm a console gamer. I'm not a PC gamer. Right. I'm just, I'm not, I don't, no. Not my thing. Give me a controller and I'm good to go. You know what? You know, I hook a controller up to my PC. I understand that. And that's <laughs> fine. <clears throat> but like, I can't, I came up playing video games on consoles, not on PC. Oh, okay. And that's what that's my bread and butter. Right. So I, I tend to enjoy those games more. But I want like when I first saw the trailer for Dead Island, yeah. I was like, Yes, somebody finally got it. Like mm. a scary zombie game that has emotional impact to it and then to find out that it's a first person game and that, you know, you can like make your own weapons and there's a quest, but it's open world, it was none of those things. Right. Like the emotional impact wasn't there. The trailer was fantastic. Yeah. But it had nothing to do with the game. Right. 
Um, it is open world, kinda. Yeah. But I mean, like, but you have quests, and but like, it's like it's sections. Yes, exactly. And you can't just go and like go around the island and just like live on the island and bring back supplies and continue. You know, it's day and night, day and night, stuff like that. Like, first of all, it's never nighttime. Right. It rains every so often, but no matter what you do, the, the zombies are always going to respawn in the same places. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it like, and even with with Dead Rising. I was, it's not, it, it, I, I like the game, I enjoyed playing it, I enjoyed the fact that you can use anything as a weapon, mm-hmm. that's because you would have to in the real world, I, as I suppose, but it just, it wasn't what I wanted in terms of like an MMO zombie game, and I've, right. I've watched videos of Daisy, mm-hmm. and I want to get into Daisy. I want to get into the, like, yeah, like, I really want this to come out, and are they going to port it to consoles, and like that? but this, at this point I'm just like, eh, no. Yeah. Well, it. and Daisy is, uh, <clears throat> it's early access. Yeah. So it's still in its alpha state. It's not even in beta yet? No. Hmm. Like, Daisy still has a long way to go before it's done. Do you think it'll get better and more accessible? Uh, I've had it, actually, for uh, almost a year. Something like that. And you're enjoying it? No. <clears throat> but I'm seeing it improve. Okay. Are you enjoying parts of it? Yeah. Or aspects to it? Yeah. Okay. Well, the thing about Daisy and... I guess on paper it sounds good. Yeah. Um, because it was a it was originally a mod for uh, Arma, Arma Two. And Arma is it just a? It's a military uh, tactical simulator. Okay. Um, so it has all of those sort of base functions, mm-hmm. which are realistic, quote unquote, and. Well, it, again, it sounds good on paper, but once you're playing it, it just becomes fucking frustrating. And, uh, like, you have to know how, like, certain, like, you know, you, there there are times in the game where you have to, like, to get a blood transfusion. To keep going. To keep going. And so you have to find somebody <clears throat> who's willing to, like, give you some of their blood, and then you have to have the right, like, tools and materials for it. Yeah. And then they take their blood and then transfuse it into your own. Like, it's a whole process. Or, like, you can... There was literally one time I was playing with somebody, and I was hanging around in a in a town waiting for them to join up with me. Because when you spawn, you spawn just somewhere on the map. Mm-hmm. And you have to figure out where the hell you are. Um, and they don't even give you an in-game map, if I remember right. They might have added one by now. Um, so we found one online, and so I would play with, like, the map on a screen next to me playing, and I'm, like, trying to figure out where I'm at, and then I finally got to the town we agreed to meet up in, and he's like, I think I'm coming that way, and so I'm hanging out, there's nothing to do, I cleared out all the zombies, and I literally, like, tripped off of a, uh, like, a porch, and broke my fucking leg, (laughs) and I didn't have anything, to, like, I don't know, reset my leg, or whatever it is you do. Uh-huh. <clears throat> but the person I was playing with did. Okay. So he's like, hold on, I'm on my way, I think. And I'm, like, crawling through town. Because you can't even, like, hobble around. Like, you're just on the ground, now you're crawling. So I crawled to, like, the edge of town, and I'm, like, okay. waiting by the sign. I'll, this is the town. I'm like, I'm by the sign. Oh, God. And it, it, it made for kind of a good moment because he kind of came, he came up the hill. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> I could see him, and I was like, I don't know, is that you? Did you just come over the hill? Or is that a zombie? Am I fucked? <laughs> He's like, I think I see you on the ground. 
It's like, yay! And you the kids set my leg, and we left. And okay. Like ten minutes later, we got killed by some other players. Yeah, that happened. And that's the thing about that game is that it's like the zombies really aren't that much of a threat. It's the other players. It's the other players. So they're going kind of Walking Dead with it. Yeah. In terms of that, I think it just became that way because that's the way people are. That's um yeah that's like you true. can't trust anybody in that game. And nor should you. Yeah. Um, see that that like that sounds like fun. Like that yeah. sounds like a good time. That sounds like something I want to invest my time in. Yeah. However, <clears throat> put it on an Xbox. I think they're putting it on PS4. On the PlayStation Network? Yeah. I don't have a PlayStation. Yeah, me either. So, I don't know what to do for you. Yeah. Then you enjoy your Daisy, everybody. I'm going to figure out something else to do. It's like, I I love horror games. Because mm-hmm. the first horror game that I really, really remember playing was Resident Evil 2. Right. And um, I remember I was living out in the farms in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Uh-huh. Okay, just sitting out there in, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And it's a windy summer day. Okay, And I'm playing the game by myself. That's the only sound I have going on. And I'm just sitting there playing it. And I hear stuff rattling against the house. And I hear the wind howling. And I pause the game and look up. And all you hear is like this, the wind against the house. And it's very desolate. And, and, and I went outside and I opened the front door. And I remember looking. And I'm like, if, if, if the zombie thing are going to start right now, I am good and truly fucked. Yeah. Because like I'm, you know, like 16... Fat, slow, I'm I'm dead. Right. So, but then I remember playing the game and actually being scared and enjoying it, and you know the the third person fixed camera perspective and stuff like that. But those were but they were fun and they were scary and there was a point to them. I would love to see something set in the Resident Evil universe, but like an MMO. Right. Like say you're one of the people in Raccoon City and you're there, uh, because I don't know if you know too much about the Resident Evil story. A little bit. Well, you know, basically there's the the, arc, the Spencer Manson Mansion incident that sets off the zombie plague and stuff like that. Yeah. It's For the people who only know the Resident Evil story from the movies, fucking forget all that horseshit. None of that happened. Okay? Like, there's no chick named Alice who's one of the X-Men who, for some reason, has superhuman powers. Fuck all that noise. Ugh, so disappointed in those movies. Yeah. I hear, they're, I hear they're fun if you just take away, take aside the, the Resident Evil bit of it. If you were to get, if you were to not pay attention to the fact that it's supposed to be a Resident Evil adaptation and it's just like a zombie movie, then you can kind of enjoy it. Right. But if you're like, okay, why are you shoehorning in Leon Kennedy? Right. Why is Chris Redfield there all of a sudden? Like this doesn't make sense. None of this makes sense. Right. But um, I saw the first one <clears throat> in the theater. So did I. And I didn't see any of the other ones. I remember watching it. It, it came out. I want to say like ninety seven, ninety eight. I remember yeah, watching it and being like, yeah, dude, I can't wait for the zombie thing to happen. Yeah. All the way up until the end. I do remember I liked the whole, like, security system with the lasers. Yeah, that was pretty was cool. It was all pew, pew, and then it finally just becomes a, like, like yeah. a chain link <laughs> fence. Oh. Yeah, everybody's able to dodge the duck, jump, uh, Tetris, and then <laughs> eventually it's yeah, just like a big old checkerboard. And all, I got nothing. <laughs> and everybody dies. Yeah. I remember, I remember liking that part quite a bit. Yeah, but then, you know, Mila Jovovich gets her superpowers, and, you know, then she's fighting tyrants, you know, bare knuckle, and it's like, ugh, no. Okay, well, then let me, let me, but at least give me this, okay? okay. If you were married to Mila Jovovich, mm-hmm. and she was like, I want to make a movie where I kick the shit out of a bunch of stuff, and I'm like, no superhuman kung fu, mm-hmm. what would you say? I'd like to think that I'd have the... The huevos, mm-hmm. the uh, the testicular fortitude to be like, honey, no. If you want to go do that, go do that. This is I'm Paul W S Anderson. I made shopping. Have you seen that? 
No. With Jude Law, his first movie? No. It was great. Was it? It's set in like, but then of course every movie he makes is set in like a like a dystopia. Yeah. So in as the phrase we've used before, the um the the you know ravaged hellscape of 1998. Yeah. Um, he makes this movie that's set in like a dystopia in London, where Jude Law is the leader of this like gang of four kids who like steal cars and crash them into like shops and then steal a bunch of shit and then bounce it and then like leave the police on chases because they're so good at driving and then they get away. Right. And it's called shopping. Okay. So actually, if you guys haven't seen it, I recommend you get it. It's actually really really good. Um, and then after that, he made uh. I want to say Event Horizon, which was good. Yeah. I liked Event Horizon. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the extended cut more so than the theatrical cut. Yeah, I never saw that. We, we talked about we that. We talked about that. They have yeah. more of the hell rape. Yeah. And then um, he made the first Mortal Kombat movie, which, okay, that was a worthy try. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't, Especially for the time. Yeah. It wasn't great. But, but, but good. at the ages we were at, when that came out, yes. awesome. Well, yeah, because it was like the only other movie we had to compare it to was the Street Fighter movie, yeah, which is just a giant hunk of shit. Yeah, and uh, but then I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I, it feels to me that like all these Resident Evil movies uh-huh. is just like very expensive foreplay for him, for, <laughs> for them. him, and for, for them, for him and his wife. Yeah, him and his wife. Um, maybe. Yeah, and if that's the case, he deserves to have his mouth smacked around a little bit. No, it's like, dude, you have a... But would he care? The but story was there. I'm just like, saying, the story if you were in, there. If you were in your... It, I mean, I'm just saying, if you were him, would you care? Yes. Really? If I was him, married to her with my mindset right now? Yeah, with the kind of money and stuff behind it. Because those movies do have a following. For some reason, yes, they do. They did catch on with, like, the, the zeitgeist and, and, yeah. and the culture of the time. People had, people have remained loyal to those movies. It's mm-hmm. shocking that, that, that those movies will make... You know, sixty million dollars theatrically, mm-hmm. and I'm like, what? Yeah. So I, I just figure, I don't know, if I was in his place, I'd be like, whatever, man. Like my life's all right. Life's I'm, good. I'm making a million dollars. I get to bang Mila Jovovich and make zombie movies. Yeah. I guess I see your point. It's like it's just it was just an invisible armor. All your all your <laughs> <laughs> insults and upsets just bounce right off. They don't even come near me. <laughs> you're I'm sorry I can't hear you over the roar of my success yeah basically okay I understand what you're saying <laughs> but part of me is like but the fan in me is like no well because this is what I didn't understand about the movie is like when I heard they were making a Resident Evil movie I was like this is like one of the first times because Mortal Kombat doesn't have a fucking story behind it like there's a tournament to save the earth it's like a martial arts contest right. to save the planet okay sure which they didn't even follow all the way in the, no the movie. it made no sense because yeah. in the movie Johnny Cage is the fucking is the champion he beats Goro. Yeah. You know, he does the split ball, the well, dick punch. And, you know, at the time, you had to have the white guy be the hero. And they did. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, because I remember there were parts in that movie where they're just, like, off in a forest somewhere fighting. Well, that was because the whole island was their arena. Yeah, well, like, who's watching? Like, nobody was watching. Shang Tsung was watching. Where? They don't show in him. In his fucking, like, wizard room with his, uh, you know, portal mirror. All right. That's what I took from it. Like, there's the scene where Johnny Cage fights Scorpion. Mm-hmm. And they're on the bamboo forest for some reason. Yeah. And, and they're fighting, and Johnny Cage is doing all his flippies, and, and he's still in his slacks and, and blouse. Yeah. Because <laughs> for some reason, Lyndon Ashby's wearing an emerald blouse the entire movie. <laughs> all right? Yeah. And then he goes to, like, you know, do his shadow kick to um, Scorpion, and then they're teleported to Scorpion's little hell dungeon. Right. And then they fight in there, and then Johnny Cage kills him in a way that makes no correlation to the game whatsoever. Right. When he uses that, like, spiky shield... Mm-hmm. To cut the top of Scorpion's skull off. Right. 
I was like, that's not in the game. Well, because I think they had to PG-13 it down, didn't they? Yeah, but what was Johnny Cage's fatality? Do you even remember? Oh, he would punch their head off. Yeah. So he would yeah. uppercut their, their, their noggin off. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Which is the one where he did... Well, uh, no, I think it was just a move. Where he'd, like, do the splits and then punch him in the nuts. Yeah, it was just one of his fights. It was just one of his moves. Yeah, and they, and they did that when he fought Goro. He did the splits and he did the dick punch. Right. And it didn't work because... Because Goro ain't got no balls. Because Goro's race has... Their balls are somewhere else. Their balls are on their back. Yeah. Under one of history, <laughs> it's under one of these four arms. You pick. Um, yeah, so the, you know, but like going back to the Resident Evil thing, like I always thought, like okay, this is great. The story's already there. Yeah. Like there was, you know, the investigation of the mansion. Like if you guys are gonna do that, it's almost like a whodunit. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it's like boom, fucking horror movie zombies and shit everywhere. People getting ripped apart, and it's not just zombies. There's monsters. Like obviously, I didn't expect them to do the giant snake. But, like, I wanted to see the hunters and the rabbit dogs and stuff like that. And then they kind of incorporated stuff like that into the movie. But it was just like, who the fuck are these people? Like, who who is Alice? Like, no. It was just a way for him to shoehorn this, shoehorn this actress in and that he wanted to fuck. Yeah, well, why didn't, you know, even then, why wasn't it, like, like Jill Valentine? Exactly. If you're Exactly. It could have been Jill Valentine. It could have been, because at that point, I want to say Resident Evil 2 was already out. At least. Or Resident Evil 3, even, like Nemesis. Three. So then <clears throat> they could have done Claire Redfield. They could have done yeah. Chris's sister. And then, like, you know, Leon Kennedy. Yeah. You know, and the games, as the games have gone on, yeah. I've remained a fan. Like, I've yeah. played a good portion of them. I've played, uh, you know, Resident Evil 4, I loved. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fucking fantastic. And it was creepy and scary, especially when, like, they had the dudes with the chainsaws coming at you. And then, like, you know, if you didn't kill fast enough, then you saw Leon screaming as, like, they cut his head off. And so with the chainsaws, like, oh, what the fuck happened? This is great. Yeah. Yeah. And then the movie has just gotten like as the games have gotten better, the movies have gotten worse. It's like this weird inverse ratio. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> I never really watched the movies. You know, I wonder, and I haven't done any research on this, and so maybe I will. I wonder if they've made like Resident Evil movies in Japan. They've made anime. anime. They made animated Biohazard, movies. right? That's no, what no, it's no, no. It was um, Resident Evil Damnation and like Regeneration. Oh, and okay. the an- I've seen one of those. The cartoon movies are actually pretty good. The one that the one that was in an airport. I that, that I want to say that was Damnation. Okay. Because I've watched one of them. I, I haven't watched the other one. And they're not bad. They're actually pretty entertaining. Well, the one I saw was pretty entertaining, right. I should say. It just seems to me that in Japan, because in Japan the series is called Biohazard. Correct. It, it would seem to me that Japan would have made like some Biohazard movies by now. You would think so, but they haven't. I, I think they're waiting for the rights to come back to Capcom or something like that. Mm-hmm. But as long as those movies are making money, man, that ain't going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And now that they're they're Capcom, I guess what happened was Resident Evil Six was kind of disappointing in terms of sales mm-hmm. and reviews. Like it got kind of ripped apart that the story was too jumbled and it was all over the place. And like, is this guy a good guy? And like, I thought this dude was dead. Like, why is this story still going on? And then they never really tied all because there's three separate storylines. Mm-hmm. There's Leon and his partner, Chris Redfield and his partner, and then Jake Mueller and Sherry from uh, Resident Evil 2 <clears throat> and it turns out that Jake Mueller is Albert Wesker's son okay. the main antagonist of the series like his kid is now a good guy yeah. Yeah. I and, play Resident Evil 5 so I'm familiar with Albert Wesker yes so then all and all those stories came together uh-huh. but I guess not in a satisfying way so now Capcom is completely not rebooting the series they're just remastering and re-releasing Resident Evil 1 for current gen consoles. Yeah, I've heard that that's pretty good. And like from out. what I've seen, it looks really, really impressive. Like you're going all the way back to Resident Evil One. Right. Yeah. And then they have that new one that's coming out, like Episodic. 
it's the Resident Evil Revelations 2. Yeah. And the, the first episode's out now, but mm-hmm. I haven't played it yet. Well, Resident Evil is one of the first games that was like kind of like across all platforms. Mm-hmm. Like they'd release episodes, like games that were only on like the Game Boy Advance. Yeah. Or only on, you know, the uh, Dreamcast or something like that. Mm-hmm. And imagine when the Dreamcast folded, it got ported over. Right. But it was like that. And then they had the novels. I remember reading the Resident Evil novels. Really? I enjoyed them. All right. They were fun. Cool. I got really into Resident Evil. Sounds like. Because I wanted it to happen. <laughs> I wanted to... I, I don't know why. I think when I was a kid, I wanted the zombie apocalypse to happen so I didn't have to go to school anymore. Right. I was like, I don't have to get a job. I don't have to worry about what I'm going to be because the fucking zombie thing happened. I'm going to be a survivor. That's my job. All right. It's to survive. Right, I never thought about it that way. Like a lone wolf. <laughs> a lone wolf? A lone wolf. A slobo. <laughs> yeah, but you know, we, in one of these podcasts, I was basically saying that that's what I'd be and you were like, nope. Yeah, but I was like 15 at the time. No, no, no. We did like one of like the first or second podcast yeah. we did. You asked me like what I'd be doing during during this time, and I pretty much was like, I'd be lone wolf in it. And I I, I argued with you. You did th- that you would be the un- the unwilling Mad Max that you'd be you'd be leading people in the apocalypse. Yeah, see, I don't think so. I think you would. I think I don't like people you, enough. Yeah, but you know what? Like, no, you would. And you'd be like Conan at the end of your movie. You're just like sitting in a throne with your sword and a crown for some reason with a giant beard. And you're just like, yep. Yeah. I'd have to be pretty old. See, this is what this is what, this is what, how I feel about my beard. Uh-huh. Is that um, there's going to be a point? It's like if I live to be like eighty or ninety, it's just gonna... that's when my Asian's going to come out, and then I'm just going to have this amazing wispy like, pie may beard. Pie, yeah, you're going to be like, oh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Yeah. Okay, so I have a question. Because you know that theory about Asian women? Yeah. Okay, that they're like super hot yeah. throughout their like, you know, late teens, 20s, about mid-30s, about 35. Within the course of like six days, they shrink about four feet. Mm-hmm. Their hair goes straight back into a white bun. Mm-hmm. And they look kind of like, you know, an old hermit lady. Yeah. Are, does that happen to Asian, Asian dudes? I think so. Is that going to happen to you? I'm not ready for that. I think so, but I have to get pretty old. Like, I have to get ancient. Once I get ancient, that's what, like, and I'll start, I'll just go live in a cave somewhere in a mm-hmm. mountain, and then, like, my beard and my eyebrows will have to go white and then grow, grow super long. But you don't know any martial arts. I don't need to. I'll just, um, I'll be like the, I'll be like an oracle. you be like a mystic? Yeah. So, like, how old are you talking? Are you talking about, like, primate old or, like, Lopan old? I think... Like, I think it probably hits about, I'm going to say 90. Like, if I make it to 90, so that's what's going to happen. Low paneled. Yeah. Okay. And most Asians will get that far. But I'm not full Asian. See, now that See I, I have an Irish heart. I'm, I'm not going to make it that far. <laughs> that's lovely. <laughs> so. But then, are you going to go out in an Irish way? Are you gonna go out in like in like a bar fight and like you, like you fought six dudes and you got stabbed and you didn't realize it and so you sat down to have another beer and then just kind of quietly over the course of the night you just kind of slipped off. Yeah, I hope so. And we didn't realize till the morning that you died like a warrior poet. Yeah, that's what I hope. I don't want you to die in a bar fight, dude. <laughs> I, I made myself sad. Well, no, I mean, but like when I'm older. Like how old though? Like how old are you gonna be in a bar fighting? Seventy. Too old. Knock it back a bit. No, I think 70 is good. At 70, you're still going to be, you know, throwing hooks and, and getting stabbed in a bar fight. Mm-hmm. Because if I make it that far, that's what I'm going to be working on. <laughs> like, oh, maybe tonight's the night. 
Someone finally takes me out. <laughs> One of you bitches has it in you. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I don't like the fact that you put this much effort and thought into how you're going to die. <laughs> I would like to die on a starship. Yeah. Headed towards a new planet. I mean, uh, I don't want anything to do with space. <laughs> or the ocean. No, the ocean I'm fine with. Okay, see, I'm the inverse. I don't want to go anywhere near the Like, when I die, I, get, I, want you, I want you to, like, I want you and whoever else. Are we doing a Jedi funeral? No. No, like a Viking funeral. I want oh. you to, like, float me out. Because you do archery, right? Yeah. I need you to flaming arrow set me on fire as I float down. I will straight up there. fucking Oliver Queen and arrow. That's, I'm, gonna, I'm putting that shit in my will. Kablam. So, practice up. I'll give you a Viking funeral. I don't know how I practice that. I was like, alright. Uh, float stuff down the river. Throw something, float something big down the river. <laughs> yeah, I was going to go down the river. I'm like, eh, no, it's fine. I'm just practicing <laughs> some stuff. Yeah. Okay, I'll look into that. Alright. I want a Jedi funeral. Okay. I don't want to be on a river. I just want everybody to, like, I want to be giant. in full Jedi robes, okay, yeah. with a lightsaber. I want, I want, I'm going to construct a handle. Uh-huh. Before, if I know the time is coming, they're like, hey, you've got, you know... The thing that killed Annie Whitfield, you got like six months to live. I'm like, well, I know what I'm doing. Right. Construct a lightsaber, and then I want to, I want to be buried in full... I don't want to be buried. I want to be in full Jedi robes. Right. This is a big funeral pyre. Right? And just a big yeah. pyre. And then I want somebody to throw a torch onto the pyre, and then I go up in flames. And then I want someone to play the sad Star Wars theme. Okay. Like Either like on a Lloyd Dobler boombox. Right. Or like, you know, at that point, I'll probably be on somebody's phone. Yeah. Just like I want to emulate the scene from Return of the Jedi. Okay. When they burn Darth Vader. Okay. Now here's my problem with um, both of our how we want to go out. That is shockingly wise. illegal. Uh, no, I don't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care. I'm dead. You know, everybody can go to jail. I don't care. <laughs> Those are my wishes. Um, as probably anyone that might be listening to this or watching this, and you probably know, mm-hmm. it's not that fucking easy to start a fire. It's really not. But that's why no, we would use an accelerant. So you gonna like douse douse each other with like gasoline? Fuck gasoline! I'm pouring booze on you. All right. I'm gonna pour a big thing of Jameson all over you. Oh, okay. Or uh, what's up, Lefroy? That's the one you like, right? No. What's the one you like? You don't know. You don't know which whiskey I like. Just tell me. <laughs> it's um, I can't even think of it right now. You put me on the spot. You don't even know the whiskey you like. No, I do. I do. I'll take that whiskey. It's a horse race. Yeah, I'll take the whiskey you like and I'll pour it all over you, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna. Cast you off, shove right. off, right? Okay. And as you float down, I'll... Like that, right? Yeah. With a flaming thing, and then someone will say, like, a little quick thing. Yeah. And, and we'll watch as the arrow soars majestically through the night sky. Yeah. Hits your, your, little, your little raft, mm-hmm. and then kablamo. Okay. I don't That's want an explosion. Turconnel, thank That's you. Turconnel. I don't want an explosion. I just want, like, a big raging inferno. Right. And then it's like, eventually, you're still going down river, and you're, like, it's just out of control fire. I was like, everybody get in your car, go, 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 go. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's somewhere in the world where that's legal still. Don't they still do that in Scandinavia? Like, don't they still maybe do Viking funerals and shit like that? Maybe. You probably know. get away with it in Ireland because there's only like ten people left on that island. <laughs> I would hope not. <laughs> it just, like, I, when I think of Ireland and I think of, like, I immediately think of, like, lush rolling green hills and, like, you know... It's always cloudy and rainy, and you're just like, yeah, this is great. This is how you're supposed to live, like, off the land and shit like that. And then, you know, you got to remember there's, like, 7 million people 20 minutes off. <laughs> yeah, it's just there's not really that many people, though. And they're all concentrated. In, like, in, Dublin? In, like, the big cities. Yeah. 
like Dublin and Belfast. That's it, pretty much. I'm sure there's like there are other towns and people like there's there's people scattered around, but there's just not that many people. And right now in Ireland, it's it's the uh, the economy is so shit. And there's no jobs. This is actually the biggest exodus from Ireland since the potato famine. Really? Yeah. People are leaving all the time in droves. Yeah. Never intending to go back. Yeah. They're all going to Dubai. There's a lot of Irish in Dubai. No. I didn't know that. Yeah, because it's where jobs. It's, they need people to build things in Dubai. Okay. And that's what Irish do. <laughs> you build things and fight each other. Yeah. Um, okay, so speaking of Dubai, I was reading about the Burj Khalifa, you know, the tallest mm-hmm. structure in the world. I don't know if it's the Burj Khalifa anymore, but that's what I know it as. Mm-hmm. And every time I see a picture of how tall it is, I want to go up to the top. Yeah. And because you know how every time you go, like, on the roof of something, you're looking down, you're like, what if I jumped? Yeah. Like, what, like... What if I yeah, just, just like, I was like, fuck it, and just jumped off? Yeah. I, I don't think I'd be able to stop. Really? Like, I would absolutely have to go up there with a parachute. Because it's like, yeah, dude, if I get to the top of the spire, I'm fucking jumping. Like, I'm... Right. <laughs> later! Yeah, well, what are you going to do? Climb back down? Fuck that. Well, yeah, I mean, there's elevators and shit. <laughs> yeah. Exactly! <laughs> I'm going to fucking Tom Cruise my way down. Yeah. Get some uh, little sticky hand things. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to like, Oh, no! My glove done failed! Simon Pegg, help me! <clears throat> Speaking of uh, sticky hand, I don't know. That's a bad segue. Spider-Man. But I do want to get back to video games. Um, but uh, I don't know if you heard this, the thing with the Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. The Spider-Man movies yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I forget who it was who said, but like one of the... Someone involved in the deal, in the things that are happening, yeah. uh, basically stated that like there's absolutely no way that Peter Parker is going to be white. Yeah, um, I, I guess what they're trying, they're, they're, they're caving to public pressure, in my opinion, uh-huh. because if you read the comics, which a lot of us have, Peter Parker's a white guy. Yeah. There is, in the Marvel Ultimate Universe, there's a, Peter Parker, I looked spoiler, this up, Miles Morales. Yes. See, in the original, in the, in, because there's the Marvel timeline, and then there's the Marvel Ultimate timeline, they're two separate timelines mm-hmm. that are going to smash together in about a month. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter Parker died fighting the Green Goblin. He managed to stop the Green Goblin, but at the cost of his own life. So Peter Parker's dead. Right. Um, then another, <clears throat> the same spider that bit Peter escaped from Osborne Labs, and it bit another kid named Miles Morales. So that spider's been around this whole time, just chilling. Just fucking running around. He's like, um, oh, that kid. He's a new Spider-Man. Okay. Um, and so Miles Morales is currently the Spider-Man in the, the in the Ultimate Universe. So the theory is that it might be Miles Morales who is Spider-Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But I've heard that there's some pushback from Marvel, and especially from the fan community. The fan community is kind of split. Because there there are certain fan segments who are like, look, we just want a good Peter Parker story. Like, can we just have a good Peter Parker Spider-Man for like one or two, or maybe even just like for this first section of the MCU, then after that you guys can have Miles Morales. Because no one's really sure what Marvel's going to do after the Infinity War, the Avengers movies. Mm-hmm. And at that point, like, does the MCU stop? Are you going to stop making Marvel movies? Are you going to... There's no way. There's no way. So the question is, and and, and, I, and as I understand it, they're working on it now, because they know what's going to happen for Phase 3. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all been mapped out. It's all been architected. It did it. Right. Okay? Well, so, I just thought it was interesting, just the wording of it, because he's, he didn't say... He didn't say Miles Morales. He didn't say Miles Morales. He said there's no way that Peter Parker will be white. Which I don't understand, because Peter Parker is white. Like, and that's okay. Like, there's nothing wrong with Peter Parker being white. It's not racist. Yeah. 
It's not like discriminatory against other I races. Just, I'm really hoping that you know they finally you know came to their senses and. Uh, it's not going to be Donald Glover. It's not going to be Donald Glover. I'm telling you right now, it's not going to be Donald Glover. I, I, did you ever watch when he when he was I think he was talking to, I want to say either Conan O'Brien or Jimmy Fallon, when he was talking about the fact that he when he realized that, that his, his name is that Dong his Twitter Lover. handle is literally Dong Lover. Yeah. Don G. Glover. Yeah. He's like, I'm a grown-up. I pay bills. <laughs> yeah. That's why I want him to be Spider-Man. It won't be... I'm telling you right now. If they go... If, if why do you say that? He's too old. He's already in his 30s. Granted, Tobey Maguire was 56 when he was cast as Spider-Man. Exactly. But I, if they're going to do Peter Parker in high school, yeah. or S- Spider-Man in high school, he's too old. He's clearly too old. He doesn't even look like a college student that he played in Community. He looks older than... <laughs> I don't know. He did to me. He could pass. Put, get, get the right haircut on him. I guess I don't know. I, and it's not that I don't. He's kind of got a magnificent fro going on right now. Well, because that's because he's doing the childish Gambino thing, right? Which he's apparently he's going to retire. It. Yeah, he's done with it. Yeah. Um, and everybody's freaking out, like, oh my god, Doug Lover's going to stop rapping. It's like, no, that's not what he said. He's going to stop childish Gambino. Right. He's going to stop. In rapping. the same way that Eminem stopped Slim Shady, but continued rapping. Mm-hmm. Don Glover is just retiring. Childish Gambino, but he'll continue making music. Much as Will Smith stopped at the Fresh Prince, yeah. but he still continued to insult everybody with his shitty rap. Yeah, why did that happen? Like, why why was all of his music pretty awesome, and then once he started being just Will Smith, like the music was terrible. It's be- you know what it was is because he became a brand. Yeah. Well, and I think he wasn't doing stuff with uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff anymore. No, I don't think so. I don't know. I think I'm but pretty he sure was the, DJ he was Jazzy, the backbone of all that. Jazzy, shit. He's working at a flea market. In Redondo. Probably. It's the D-Day Jazzy Jeff's Crazy Peter Pockets. No, I think he's still doing music. I heard they were delicious. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anyway, we're going to all over I was, this, I always wondered... I don't know. I still want Don Glover to be fucking Spider-Man. I don't know. I don't think so. I, I Personally, as a comic fan, and yes, I'm a, I'm a comic purist. Like I want them to adhere as much to the comics as possible. I really want to see them get Peter Parker as we know him, right. Which I felt they got parts of it right in the original Spider-Man trilogy, and they got parts of it right in the Amazing Spider-Man. So who would you cast as uh, Peter Parker? Right now, if I could cast anybody, I'd cast Logan Lerman. Who the fuck is that? Uh, he's the lead <laughs> kid in um, per- the Percy Jackson movies. Okay, has he been in anything else? Perks of Being a Wallflower. And he showed that he could act. Like, he's a, it's a sad movie. I remember reading the book in high school and wanting to blow my brains out. Oh, okay. And then I watched the movie and I was like, oh, this, this, I remember I want to die now. I never saw that. You should look. Look, yeah, look, okay. look him up. I, he gets my he gets my vote for Peter Parker. Okay. All right, mine is still Don Glover. That's my vote. Okay. Now, what if they did? Okay, here's here's a question for you. What if they did a Peter Parker movie that was just Peter Parker? No Spider Man. No Spider Man. What would be the point? Like leading up, to, like it ends with him becoming Spider Man. So, are you talking about like Batman Begins style? Yeah, but even less. Spider-Man. So he's only Spider-Man like what the last act? Yeah, not even the whole thing. Like just the final battle and that's it? Maybe. Or maybe like there isn't even a battle. Like the last scene is him, you know, like leaving for the first his first night as Spider-Man. It'd be interesting to see how they did that, but I'd get mad cuz I want to see Spider-Man. <laughs> I want them to get Spider-Man right. I'm tired of this. Okay. Well, I think they did in the po- in you know, the time that they did it, it was good. 
Like Spider Man, Wire, Spider Man, the first two. Spider Man two is incredible. Yeah, probably it's probably the best Spider Man movie yeah. that's ever been made. I think they got Peter Parker right with Andrew Garfield. They got Peter Parker right. They just didn't get Spider Man right. And they got Spider Man right with Tobey Maguire, but they didn't get Peter Parker right. Yeah. It's like they get somehow mashed. I was I was I was happy with Andrew Garfield all the way around. I enjoyed him more than Tobey Maguire. Like his like his acting had nothing to fact nothing to do with the fact that they just made him too cool. But see, here's what I don't like about those movies, especially like the X Men movies, is they play too fast and loose with the mythology. Right. Like the X Men movies, they make no. I mean, and granted, okay, it's people with like claws and shit in their hands, like mm-hmm. eye lasers, and like I get it. Like inherently, they don't make sense. But Marvel tried really hard to have those things make sense. And yes, there's all these alternate futures and stuff. Like there's the onslaught and the Age of Apocalypse, and yeah, I get all that. But they tried hard to at least make the comic timeline make sense. There's still, like, this straight through line of things that happen. And, man, Brian Singer and all those guys are just like, no, we're taking chunks of this and chunks of that. We're going to smash it into this and do this, and we're going to get rid of that character and bring this. No, none of this fucking shit makes sense. That's why I wish they would bring back the rights. I wish Marvel could get back the rights to X-Men and completely reboot everything. Give, like, a good five, six years. No, Nobody mentions X-Men at all. No one says a fucking thing about X-Men. And then all of a sudden they're like, hey, next month we got a special treat for you guys. Here's a, here's a, a teaser trailer for a movie we're going to release. Check it out. And it's an X-Men t- teaser. Right. It's, and they're rebooting the entire franchise with a completely new cast. As much as I love Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, yeah. thank you. Your time is done. Here's see, that would be, see, I think that would be the thing, is that if they did that, that's how everyone would know. Because Hugh Jackman would go on a kill spree. Because he's not Wolverine yeah. anymore? Yeah, if they're like, we're doing someone else for Wolverine. Sorry, bro. He would just kill everyone. I don't know. Within his his sight. No, because like as he much would as grab people and twist them to death. <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine me. Nope. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I see that. Um, he would like. Where's the contract? And then he grabs it and it just like bursts into flames. <laughs> throws it in someone's face. Like ah, as he like twists their head and it just pops off. And then I imagine him during that murder spree, he pops his claws, right? Like he has them. Yeah. And they're like, when did he get to the props department? They're all, he didn't. Yeah. So he just has claws of Wolverine now. Yeah, but he had that shit, like... Surgically in hand. He's like, oh, I am Wolverine. <laughs> okay. But even even Hugh Jackman, he's in his mid-40s. Yeah. And granted, he still looks like he's 26. Yeah. And, like, he's... I remember watching the Wolverine movie. He's in Japan, he's chopping down that tree. Mm-hmm. And, like, every fucking vein in his upper torso is just popping. I'm like, god damn, sir. Like, I'm not whatever... But yeah. well done. And he wasn't he wasn't that yoked in like the first X Men movie. No, at all. It, it's almost comical because it's it, soft. Yeah, I saw pictures. Of him, like, <laughs> he's got a little bit of muscle tone to him, but he's like yeah. a bit doughy. Yeah. And then they put that up against like the Wolverine promo poster, where his like his like his abs have abs. Yeah. He's got a nine pack. There's yeah. just that one at the bottom, that extra one. <laughs> and all, and I'm like, that's the same dude. <laughs> well, that's that's Jean Valjean. Yeah. From uh, Les Mis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. They're going to have to redo... I think... The, both of the movies are such a mess. They're going to have to redo all of them. Yeah, I stopped caring. I, I watched them all. I, I'll continue to watch them. I watched uh, that last one. The one that took place in the 60s or something. Oh, uh, Days of Future Past? Yeah. That was actually good. I enjoyed it. It was alright. I was a little bored with it. I was bored during the 60s. Yeah. I wanted to go back to the future and watch everybody fight the giant robots. Yeah, see, I didn't want either. See, I have such a love for giant robots. I just... I think I was watching the movie and I was like, why am I watching this? Speaking of giant robots, did you watch the Power Rangers gritty reboot that came out the other day? No. You didn't? No. 
It's pretty badass, dude. Yeah. Because the movie starts off, you weren't a big Power Rangers guy. You're not a big Sentai guy. Uh, no, because I was a little bit older. Uh, yeah, I think you missed out. Um, like, I'd tune in long enough to see the Pink Ranger do some gymnastics before she put on her suit, mm-hmm. and then I'd be off to something. It was always nice to see Annie Jo Johnson in Spandex, wasn't it? Yeah. That was like, you're like, I'm just bringing up feelings to me I'm not yeah. comfortable with. That was like, you know, that's... The transition into manhood. Didn't everybody have a crush on Amy Jo Johnson, though? Yeah, I think so. I think every kid who watched Power Rangers was like, I'm going to marry the Pink Ranger. Yeah. And to this day, I sometimes see her on the internets, and I'm like, "You, st- I still love you. Yeah. I'd forgive you for that, man. I'll forgive you for anything. <laughs> Just once a month. Was it, wasn't it like a month or so ago when they, like she had lost a bet or something, or she had to do something where she dressed up as the Pink Ranger? Yeah. And she was like playing guitar. Well, because she lives in Canada now, because she's on some Canadian TV show okay. where she's a cop. She's a sniper. Oh, right. The, uh, Flashpoint. Flashpoint. Yeah, yeah with uh, the the dad from Veronica Mars. Yeah. Um, so she's like, yeah, she's a pretty, actually, she's a, like, as I understand, she's a huge star in Canada. Like, she's one of yeah. the biggest TV stars out there. But it's Canada, so it doesn't count. Yeah. Um, and so she made a bet with somebody where it was for charity, mm-hmm. where if she lost, she had to stand on a street corner and busk for a few hours playing guitar in the full Pink Ranger outfit minus yeah. the helmet so she could sing. And true to her word, man, she put on the gloves, the boots, the morphin belt, the morphin yeah. belt, you know what I mean? And she stood there for hours and she raised a shit ton of money. Yeah, I saw, uh, I saw some pictures of that. Was, yeah, like, good on her. Yeah. However, in this reboot, if you've got uh, James Vanderbeek. Oh, okay. Or as I know him, James Vanderdouche. Okay. Um, he's like interrogating. He's Rocky, which if you guys know the Power Rangers mythology, like I do, <laughs> um, Rocky was the second Red Ranger. Okay. And uh, so, in this gritty reboot of Power Rangers, like we were invaded by like uh, Rita Repulsa and all her evil alien minions, and mm-hmm. so the the powers that be in these movies, like Zordon and the government and shit, gave these like morphers and all these superpowers to kids to train them to be super soldiers. That's basically what they became. Because you see Power Rangers in, like, their battle-damaged uniforms, which are, like, actually armor, like, running around shooting guns and stuff. Okay. As opposed to just, like, here's my laser knife blaster. <laughs> um, and so Rocky's interrogating the new Kimberly, who's played by Katie Sackhoff. Okay. Okay. And they're all, you know, yelling at each other and giving each other dirty looks, and their veins and their necks are popping because they're acting real hard. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, it's actually pretty cool. You should I'm watch it. it. I, you, you check it out. It's okay. interesting. I dig it. I don't want to tell you too much because it'll spoil it. Because right. there's a twist. Okay. That you see coming. Yeah, I um, the past few days, well, the past week, I've been I've been lost in a hole, and uh, so I haven't really seen much going on, on the internet. And what what hole like were you lost? In? Well, two of them, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Uh, like last night, recently was uh, House of Cards came out. Yes. And I I've already watched like the first ten episodes or the ten episodes. Of that is there's like three more. Yeah, it's thir- thirteen episodes. Yeah. Yeah, thirteen episodes. So I'm almost done with that. Uh-huh. But I've been playing this game uh, on my PC that takes up all my time now. What is it? Uh, it's called Darkest Dungeon. I don't know what that is. And it's it's actually another early access game, but it's um, far more like put together okay. than like Daisy. Most early access games. Um, it's a uh, they call it a roguelike, but I don't. I, I don't really know what that means anymore. Um, I think it pretty much people just attribute it to anything where it's like there's permadeath and things are randomly generated. Because there was a game called Rogue that like back in the day mm-hmm. and it was just like there's permadeath, the levels were randomly generated. There's all this kind of stuff. So any games that have those 
sort of attributes to them. Okay. They call them roguelikes. Okay. Uh, and so what it is is like it's it's a very like Lovecraftian tale about this uh, this guy who like he owns this manor and he discovers that there might be like gold and riches and stuff under it and he starts digging and going into all these places and then he ends up unleashing like just all these hordes of evil monsters mm-hmm. with crafty and horrors and stuff and then so he's he's sent uh, a call out for like all the heroes of the land to come and uh attempt to you know clear the the manner of the evil mm-hmm. um and so you basically you get these you get a team of four there's like different classes so far. Uh, there's only like five or six, mm-hmm. but you get like a knight, and there's like a highwayman, and then there's like healer chick, and you know there's all these different classes. You get them together, and you go through like uh, they'll have these different missions within the manor, mm-hmm. and there'll be one that'll just be like, you know, explore ninety percent of the rooms, and then so you go in and it's like randomly generated this dungeon, mm-hmm. and you go in and you try and explore ninety percent of the the rooms. Okay. But, like, the big hook of it is is that, uh, you know, it's turn-based, everybody has their abilities, you know, the monsters come up, and then you fight them, it's turn-based, this and that. But then there's also, like, a stress meter for the, the people, like, your your people. Okay. And they'll get to a point where, where they'll break. And, like, if, you, if you're not paying attention, if you're not keeping their stress level down, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll have a mental break. And then that's also randomized. So sometimes, most of the time, it's something fucking bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it's something good, you know. They'll like they'll break, and it's like his resolve was tested, and then you're like, oh shit, what's it gonna be? And it's like, <clears throat> you know, now he's, uh, you know, uh, you know, his fortitude or something has gone up or whatever, All you right. know. And he's like, yeah. But then other times it's like, you know, now he's paranoid. It has this picture of them all, ah, and so they'll, you know, and then like speech bubbles will come up like while they're fighting. And then that'll sometimes make them act, you know, irrationally, or there's actually even an irrational one. And then so you'll be, it'll be their turn. Uh, and, like, I remember when my healer, she, she broke, and uh, hers was, um, her, her, she became abusive. And so, so you're, they're, like, fighting, and then so, like, one of the other characters is, you know, uh, his turn goes, and he hits somebody... And then, you know, she just starts flinging insults at him, you know. And then so his stress level is going up. You know what I mean? And then, like, and then it gets to her turn, and she's like, I'm, you know, so I'm my own person. I'll do what I want. And then she just, like, does, she picks. Uh-huh. Oh, really? And she, so she, you lose control of her. Oh, completely. wow. And then you're trying to get through, and then it's like, and then you get it, once the mission's over, or if you abandon the mission, you go back into town. Uh-huh. Uh, a new uh, like wagon has shown up with more heroes, and so you can have a roster of up to like twenty of them. Okay. Because when they get all stressed out and all these things happen, mm-hmm. you have to you have to make them do things in town for a while to like reduce their stress level. Okay. Which like there's like the tavern, so they can go drinking or they can like be, go gambling. Can they go quenching? That you can. You can have them spend the the a week in the brothel. A week? Yeah, it's a week. Everything's a week. Okay. You go drinking for a week, you go gambling, gambling for a week. Okay. And then there's also, like, the church. So then you, you, they can go meditate, they can go pray, or they can um, do, uh, what is it, self-flagellation? And they can do that for a week. That, okay. Yeah. 
Um, and then there's also the sanitarium, where you can throw them in the sanitarium, and that'll, you know, over time, it'll knock away some of the stress, the stress or some of these different things that'll pop up. Like, some of, like, they'll get all these different, uh, like, statuses. Mm-hmm. Like, the big ones are obviously when they break. Right. But so they'll still get stuff, like, when they're not, even if they haven't broke, just, like, the stress has gotten up or whatever. Or they can get sick. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a, a, a highwayman right now who has the runs. <laughs> okay. And then that, you know, that makes some of his stats, like, he's not as quite as uh, nimble. I would imagine not. Yeah. So, like, in the middle of a battle, does he have to, like, run off and go shit, like, really bad? No, no, it just affects his stats. Okay. Or whatever. Or it'll cause, because you're in an order, right? And you have, like, uh, you know, your four people, and there's a guy in the front, and then yeah. you know, they're all, like, kind of ordered up, and the, the enemies are, too. And then, uh, and, and so the, the, they'll have, like, certain, like, preferences. Mm-hmm. Like, this character likes to be third, because their, their uh, skills require them to be in that position, and then that'll make them be able to hit these people in this position, mm-hmm. kind of thing. But then they can get things where they'll make them move around. Like, they'll get afraid and they'll hide behind somebody. Okay. Or, you know, things like that. So, this game sounds pretty intensive. It's intensive, and it's really fucking hard and frustrating. So why would you play it? Like, something about it. I okay. Just, I love it. It reminds me a lot of uh, Dark Souls. Yeah. Which, uh, like, Dark Souls, I just, I played it, and I got kind of far into it, and I was like, ah, fuck this. This is, this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm figuring it out. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm actually managed to get, like, a lot of my dudes up to, like, level three. Okay. Which is, like... Seems like a fucking crazy accomplishment. Really? Yeah. Because right. there's a graveyard, and you can go and you can look at all the people that have died. You know that you mm-hmm. that you've killed, and I have like thirty people in there, <clears throat> in my graveyard. Really? That it, yeah, because it's just like you go on a mission that's that covers a week basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then when you come back, new people show up that you can hire. Oh, so the people that you've taken on quests that were on your team have thirty people have died. Why is anybody still following you? They just, they show up, you know. This no, is back in the 1800s, it seems. And, well, you know, back in the like, 1800s, 30 people was everyone you've ever you've ever met or will yeah, ever they're meet. Yeah, they're heroes who want to, you know, they think they can uh, you know, make a difference. Do you ever think that you were supposed to be born into one of those situations where you're going having, like, really crazy, scary adventures? Like that? No. Really? No. I do. Like... I think maybe I should have been born into Resident Evil times. Okay. I worry about that. Yeah. I don't know. I think that, uh, I don't know if those things were... Were real. Were real. Mm-hmm. I might actually be pretty okay with being a part of that. Yeah. Um. So this early release game, where did you get this? On Steam. See, I don't... Steam is the greatest thing ever. I know, I know it is. In the PC world, I know Steam is the shit. Yeah. Everybody loves it. You get the best selection of games, indie mm-hmm. games, pro games. But you know what? You know what Steam needs to do? Or Valve? Because Steam is from Valve, right? Yeah. You know what they need to do? What? How about you quit all this other bullshit, okay? Worry about Portal later on, and you bring us Half-Life 3. What's the fucking problem? What is taking so long? I don't know. Maybe Gabe Newell's just... Fuck with people because it can. Maybe that shit's done. 
I, you know what? It, it, it might could be, but like I think that would be one of the biggest blunders of all time. Maybe maybe he had it like in his hand, and he was like, "Oh, you know what? Everyone in the world eat a dick." And he threw it in a shredder. <laughs> Wait a second. So he had it on a floppy disk like back yeah. in the day when you would get Doom. Yeah. He was like, nope. Floppy. He's like, "Fuck y'all." Do you remember the big Put, giant putting me like photoshopping me into gross pictures on the internets? I'm Gabe Newell. Fuck Half Life Three. And they fired everybody, or he murdered everybody that worked on it. <laughs> so they could never do it again? Yeah, so they couldn't do it again. Like, there's, there's like, a, he, he built a huge pit, and mm-hmm. then he, like, he had all the people who worked on Half-Life 3 killed, and they were thrown in the pit, and then the people that killed the people in Half-Life 3, he had them killed and thrown in the pit on top of them. Okay. You know what I mean? Just to keep, like, a couple of... Degrees yeah. of separation. Degrees of separation. That doesn't make any sense. There's just a big death pit. No, but that doesn't make any sense. On the valve grounds. Because okay, you have the people, the, the valve employees who are dead, mm-hmm. and the people who killed them are dead. So who killed those people? They can They had to kill themselves. No. Here's what happened. He poisoned them. Celebratory dinner. He poisoned all of his minions. Okay. Fair enough. Then he then they died in that house. Yeah. He torched that house. Right. Okay. Yeah. He's so wealthy, he's so well-known, he controls the police and the fire department in that town. Mm. They just squashed it. Well, because he's worth all the money. Like, all of it. <laughs> Does he have all the dollars? Oh. You know what's interesting? And, and, and you know, it's... <laughs> speaking kind of seriously, I was reading a thing about how Valve works, mm-hmm. like, as a company, okay. and it makes sense why we don't have Half-Life 3 okay. here. Okay. And it's shit that people want. Because if you get a job at Valve... Right, you don't have a boss. No one has. There are no bosses at Valve. In fact, I was reading that in the the Valve handbook mm-hmm. that they give you, the employee handbook, it's a big thing that they put in there. Is that it's like you do not have a boss, especially Gabe Newell. Gabe Newell is especially not your boss, but no one's your boss. You do what you want. Okay. And then they just sort of. Go from there? Yeah, it's like, I have an idea for something, and then you go and you try and get people to help you out to do that. And then you just do it. And they're like, here's the money. It's I don't really understand. It's hard to wrap my head around how it actually works over there. So it's more of like a commune. Yeah. Where it's like everybody pitches in and helps everybody, but no one's really in charge. There's not like the leader. Yeah. It's not like, this needs to be done by this day. You have to do this part of it. There's none of that. Huh. It's more like this weird Alice in Wonderland world where it's like, someone needs to work on this. And so someone's like, I'll do it. And like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And then whatever just sort of comes out of that, that's what they release. Okay, that, see, but that's all well and good. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm glad that you're running some kind of weird fairy utopia over there. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Half-Life 3 would make you $11 billion. Right, but they're making that kind of money off of Steam right now. And I understand that. And that's because funny. not only are they making money off of the games that they make, mm-hmm. they're making money off of all the other games that are released ever. Hmm. So what's the... That's the whole thing, is that Half-Life 3 will happen when someone at Valve is like, let's make Half-Life 3. Let's just finally do it. Yeah. And maybe someone's already done that, and they're just working on it, but there's... Like, oh, this is... Kind of on the side, you know. We're working on it, like, on our lunch break. Because I remember... Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is, like, a pet project of mine. What is yeah. it? Half-Life 3. Yeah. 
Because Gabe's not your boss. You don't have to ask him. If you work at Valve, you can just make Half-Life 3. If you wanted to. Let's see, but I think that gets into... No pro- would stop you. That gets into property rights and shit like that. You'd have to... You can't just go make Half-Life But 3. you work at Valve. <sighs> so you're a part of that. That makes me angry. You're part of... You're like one of the owners. That makes me angry. That's the way it works. It makes me want to fucking work at Valve. Well, yeah, it makes everyone want to work at Valve. Yeah. But no. What I want is... See, this is what bugs me. It's like, you guys know what the fans want. You're like, yeah, but we're going to do this instead. I'm like, oh, fuck you guys then. That's why I stopped giving people my money. Yeah. Like, they're making another Friday the 13th movie. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why? Yeah. What's the fucking point? Like, who cares? Because people will go see it. Exactly. Gotta make that money. This is bugging me. Well, no, actually, I was reading a very interesting article um, uh, about... I don't know if you remember a game that came out, I think it was in, like, 2000, 2001. It was called No One Lives Forever. I think so. Um, and it was, like, this really stylistic... It was, like, it like took place in the 60s, and, like, the main character was, like, this super spy chick named Kate Archer, and it was all very, like... Yes, I... I shocky. And then they had, like, a, a sequel to it. Uh, vaguely remember this, yeah. Yeah. And those were fun fucking games. Uh-huh. Like, really good. Uh, I played the shit out of the first one. But I was reading an article. There's a company out there, and I can't think of the name of him right now, but their whole their whole deal is that they're they take like these old games, these old properties, uh-huh. and they basically make deals with whoever owns it, and it's like we will like if you let us do it, we'll redo the game, like we'll put it up to you know HD graphics and all that kind of stuff, change all the graphics out, optimize them so that they'll play on any system, and then re-release the game. You don't have to do anything but say okay. And then you get the majority split of the money, and then we, you know, we keep we we get some off the back end, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're doing it with uh, I can't remember what games they're doing it with, but they wanted to. I was reading an article. They wanted to do that with No One Lives Forever. Okay. But the problem was is they couldn't. Nobody could figure out who owns No One Lives Forever. Because at the time, like, it was released by Fox Interactive, okay. which is now owned by Warner Brothers. Uh-huh. But then uh, there was, like, a couple other, like, uh, I think, uh, I can't remember. So, like, Warner Brothers might have a stake in it, and then there was, like, two other companies that might have a stake in it. Um, but nobody, like, they couldn't find out who owned what. Okay. And it was literally a situation of, like, they, they were talking to one of the companies, and they were like, well, we might have some contracts around somewhere, but they're not. This was before the digital age, so it's literally in a box somewhere, and we don't like. We're not going to go look for it. So they have no idea who owns this game. Just somebody out there owns it. Yeah, basically, or someone might not. And so what they did is Probably they ended no. up yeah. they ended up filing for like the trademark mm-hmm. because it's like, well, nobody seems to want to claim it, so we're going to go for it. Okay, but then. Warner Brothers sent a cease and desist, basically being like, we might own this, so if it turns out that we do, then we're going to sue you. So they, this com- this little company, who all they wanted to do was like take these cool games, these cool properties, and they wanted to like, you know, put them out there again so that people can experience them again. They're running up to this situation where it's like, the only way that they're going to find out is if they go ahead and start making the game and see who sues them. And like force somebody to go find out who owns the rights. Right. That would if they if they made if they started working on it and were like vocal about it, like we're making this, that would force the companies to go and find out who owns what. And then it's basically they'd have to wait to see who sues them sues them. 
And then it was just like, why would they do that? So they ended up just giving up. They've been working on it for like a couple of years, just trying to get somebody to say, yeah, we have this. You can and, do it. Because obviously none of them are doing anything with it. They don't well, even know yeah. they own it. I'm sure the, the rights have lapsed, too. Maybe. They only last a certain amount of time. Yeah, but they don't want to... This little company doesn't want to take the risk, the financial yeah. risk of getting sued like that. Huh. So it's... I don't know. It's it, just, it seems to me that... Like, I don't know. Video games these days, it's all about... No one's taking risks to make alternative except for like indie gamers mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. they're making weird not weird but like you know alternative games to like you know call of duty right. battlefield the street fighter series on street fighter 35 or whatever yeah you know what i mean it's like okay great like and they're re-releasing mortal kombat 10 mm-hmm. could not care less yeah i have no interest in watching and playing the game whatsoever right uh, well and that's and, and i think that's where that's why steam is so huge because it's like if you're an indie developer if you're like uh, you know, people who are like two guys in a garage mm-hmm. making a game, you can get it out there through yeah. Steam. That does cause a problem with there's a lot of garbage. I'm sure there is. And that early access thing is actually, you know, like Darkest Dungeon is uh, something that is not common. Okay. The fact that it goes out early access. And it's good. And it already is essentially a full-on game. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Daisy. You know, and I, you know, I picked it up, like, last year, super early access, uh, and that, like, it was just completely broken at that time. Like, now at least it's kind of playable. Right. Um, it still is frustrating, and I don't understand it completely. Right. And it still has a lot of work to do. But it's also causing uh, companies, or, like, little companies, independent ones, to, like, put out this garbage, mm-hmm. like, early access to, like, they're making it almost like a crowdfunding Oh, okay. Where it's like, you can get early access to this game. Uh, it costs 20 bucks. And then, so they're getting all that initial money. But now they're losing their incentive to finish it. Because it's like, oh, we've got all this money. Oh, I see what you're saying. So, like, they're not, they're like, okay, well, we already have all this money. Why are we going to finish the game? Like, who cares? They're not going to buy it again. Yeah. Which I think there are, there's also situations of people who go in that, who do it. Specifically to do that. To get the money and then not finish it. Just get the money and... And bounce. Yeah. That's a shitty thing. Did you see that? That Then that makes it hard for a genuine indie game uh, developer who's like, yeah, I'm going to make this really cool detective game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when I release it, no one's going to give a shit. Yeah. Because they're all going to assume it or they're going to, like, you know... Yeah, and then it just, less it just like makes the, it really, really the games media picks it up. It's like, oh, this is actually worth it. Because, like, there are certain big-name games that are coming up that I'm genuinely excited to see. Like, of course, like, the final Batman game, mm-hmm. you know, Arkham Knight. I'm really excited to see uh, how Evolve turns out. Like, I, you know, I was impressed very much with Destiny and Titanfall and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there are, just to see something different mm-hmm. would be nice. Yeah. Because it's all either first-person shooters or sci-fi epics or, you know, monster games. Just, like, how about, like, I remember when I played the first Uncharted. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed those games. Right. Uncharted was a blast. Yeah. And and the Tomb Raider reboot was fucking incredible. Yeah. And granted, yes, it's a third-person shooter, like you're running around killing people and you're solving puzzles and all that stuff, and it's a very intense game and it's very long. Mm-hmm. But it was a fun way. It was a fun game to play. Yeah. Even like The Last of Us, yeah. and we actually get to play it, but I watched a lot of it online. Mm-hmm. Seemed like a lot of fun to play. It was a lot of fun to play. Uh, that game is. And it was genuinely scary. It was genuinely scary, and then at the end of it, I felt actually emotionally drained. 
You felt like you had been through so much. Yeah. Yeah. And see, but like, and I don't understand why that's so hard to do for a video game. And I, I guess, like, when I saw the trailers for Call of Duty Ghosts, I was like, wow, it looks like they put a lot of effort into the, to the first person, to the story, mm-hmm. and in the campaign. And then as I watched more and more of it online and, and read other people were saying, like, yeah, like, but all the emotion is in the trailer. Right. Well, and I think it just depends on the attitudes of the developers and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, John Carmack. Uh, he was uh, he was one of the original developers of Doom. Yeah, and Mortal Kombat, right? Uh, no. No. Oh, that's um Ed no. Boon. Yeah, you're thinking Ed Boon. So Carmack uh, was uh, Doom. It's, it's software, Doom and Quake. Yeah, got it. Okay. Yeah, like he famously said once that uh, stories in video games are like stories in porn. Like they're expected to be there, but no, like who no. cares? Yeah. Um, and I feel the I feel the opposite. Yeah, and then there's there's those, and it seems to be that like in the indie realm, mm-hmm. that the opposite attitude is there. The, the story is vitally important. The story is important. The gameplay kind of takes a back seat. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think that it can also be taken too far. Yes, because la- last year, uh, everyone on the planet was just so excited about uh, it was an indie game called uh, Gone Home. Yes. Yes. And uh, it to me it was just like walk around a house, look at stuff simulator. Mm-hmm. Like nothing happens in it. You literally just walk around a house and you you know you just. You're trying to solve a mystery, right? Yeah, I mean you kind of get you know you figure out what the story of the game is. Um, there are a couple. Every so often there's an indie game that's released on on Xbox Live that's pretty good, like Dying Light. Not Dying Light, excuse me, but um, uh, there was one called. What was it called? It was a side-scrolling platformer. Um, I've been on a few of those. I think it's called I Am Alive. Oh yeah, yeah. And it was um, it was originally going to be fully two uh, D, but yeah. No, it was originally going to be a big, um, a big big release, like a big release game. And the company that was developing, I think they folded or something happened, where eventually it was just basically released on Xbox Live as a you know, as an indie spotlight game or whatever they're calling yeah. calling it. And it was like twenty bucks. And I played the demo. And the game was intense. It was actually, you know, set after some great cataclysmic event and you're trying to like find your wife and daughter mm-hmm. and you know and, and you're you know, you're just this one guy and you're like it's you know, you're climbing and you know, you can't go too low because you'll get sick and if you do get hurt you have to find a way to fix yourself because you can't defend yourself. Like it was really, really intense. And then, mm-hmm. you know, watching the end of the game, um you know, and, and and seeing how it ended, and knowing what the character went through, and knowing how the game—it's like exactly your words. It was emotionally draining. Mm-hmm. You're just like, oh my god, I can't believe I went through all of this. Yeah. And it's—I I know it's silly because it's a video game, but at the same time, it's like, well, you have that reaction to movies, you have that reaction to TV. Why can't you have it from a video game? I think they're just as important media. Oh yeah. As anything else. Yeah. Um, it's like we always talk about, uh, uh, you know, in movies, uh, Re- Requiem for a Dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like I've seen, I saw that movie once. And you're good. It's a great movie. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I know. I, I have... I, I regard it as one of the best movies ever made. Mm-hmm. I have no desire to see it again. Right. Because it's so utterly depressing. Yeah. Like, I it, it put me through hell. I had the same reaction to Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah. I, I watched that movie last night, and um, I knew enough about it to know what the story was, but I had no idea the emotional toll it would take on you as a person. Mm-hmm. And, it, yeah, it gets in, it gets under your skin, and you're just, like, you're devastated. You're like, I, this, I don't want to watch this again. Mm-hmm. Like, one time is good. It's so fucking sad. Yeah. Like, there are moments of levity, and that's great, but then the rest of the time you're watching it, you're just like, I wish I was watching anything else. Like, I wish I was watching The Purge or something. 
I think I'm going to turn on Nick Jr. and see what, what's what's happening with Big Time Rush. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of the way that, you know, The Last of Us was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I'd even say, uh, you know, like with the Tomb Raider reboot, mm-hmm. you know, there's a little bit of that in there. In the Tomb Raider reboot, yeah, there's there's uh, there's there's absolute moments of, of where it's just like a hard punch to the gut. Yeah. Where you're just like, ugh, like I just don't <laughs> want to go through there, this. There were points in the Tomb Raider reboot where I became a feminist for about one minute. <laughs> Like, 30 seconds, I became a feminist. Yeah. I was just like, these developers hate women. Yeah, you did feel or like... Or her in like particular. They, like they do not like Laura Croft at yeah. all. Yeah. They fucking hate her. But I enjoyed that game a lot. I just, yeah, I, think I, that, I think that... I really look forward to the next one. It looks really I good. do, too. Yeah. I think they need to invest more in the story. Mm-hmm. I think John Carmack was wrong. I even, so too. even with... I remember buying the original promo for Doom... At a, I want to say I was living in Colorado and I bought it at the grocery store. Yeah. And it came on the floppy disk, you know, yeah. the 3.5 hard plastic discs. And I loaded it into the computer. I remember playing it and just like the brief synopsis of the story. Like I was immersed into that world. I was like, oh shit, I'm on Mars and then there's demons and monsters and shit everywhere. Yeah. And we're playing it at the time. You look back at it now and it literally looks like an Atari game. Yeah. But at, but the, at the time, at it, was the time it was like I was like, holy shit, dude, they went to Mars and filmed this there. Like it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I actually um, uh, this dates me, but yeah, I, I had gotten the shareware. Yeah, the shareware. The uh, you know that had just like the first chapter, mm-hmm. and I actually I got my dad to send a check to id to send me the full game. I gave him the money, and I was like, I need you to write a check to id software so that I can have this whole game. And you did. And he did. And like a month and a half later, this package shows up. And it's the full version of Doom. I was so excited. And they gave me a t-shirt, too. Oh, that's awesome. Because I bought it directly from them instead of, like, going to the store or something. That's really cool. But I was like, get this money directly to fucking John Carmack and the other guy. You'll put this directly in his sweaty <laughs> hand. Because <laughs> yeah. I want that game yeah. in my face. Yeah. I remember playing the, the Doom 64 on the Nintendo 64. Yeah. And just, like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is nothing like the original. Yeah. I well, I guess it's not supposed I to be. And see, you know, that's where another one of our differences is. You started off as a console gamer. Yes. I started off as a PC gamer. And you still are. I still am. I, I, I mean, I play console games. But you, if you have a choice, would you prefer PC games? Yes. Okay, and if I have a choice, I would automatically take a, a console game. Yeah. See, and for me, it's it's like uh, multiplayer games. I play on a console. Yeah. Because for some, that's where all my friends that play multiplayer games are on. They're on consoles. They're on Xbox Live. Mm-hmm. If I had you know, the Steam friends to play on, online on the computer, I'd mm-hmm. do that. Does that cost more? No. No, I just don't know anybody... Who plays Steam. Who plays Steam, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't... You're the only PC gamer I really know. Yeah. Um, most of the people I know who are who are very into video games, like one of my nephews is just a hardcore gamer. Yeah. Um, all console. No yeah. desire whatsoever to play on a PC or laptop. He's just like, nah, I don't want to do it. Yeah. And it's weird because I watch things on... I'm a, I follow the MLG on Facebook. Uh-huh. And I watch these guys playing Call of Duty. Like, I'll play Call of Duty by myself, and I'm, I'll, I'll have a really good run. I'll have, like, 43 kills and, like, six deaths. And I'm like, yeah, I, I literally carried my team to victory. Right. I scored over half the points. I, I have all the points. And then I'm watching these guys online, and I'm thinking, I can do that. I can play video games professionally. And then I'll watch a video of these dudes online. I'm like, oh, my God, they would rape my face in front of everybody and then beat me at video games. Mm-hmm. It's bad. They are so good. Yeah. I don't understand that. I don't understand how they get that good at a console. That's I mean, I guess, I guess yeah, when you, that's all you do is that's your, that's your, you know, your source of income. Like, they literally have, you know, they, they like, 
practice. Like they have yeah. like these long practice hours where it's, it's their job. So you need to get your ass in the Call of Duty. And I need like eight hours from you today. No problem. No fucking problem. As long as I get my half hour lunch break so I can go for my afternoon constitutional. <laughs> then yeah, like I don't have a problem with that. I'm sorry, but like I think playing video games as a profession is probably the greatest thing that our generation has given to the world. I, I genuinely should. I, I don't think I could do it. I would end up hating video games. You think so? I would like. See, I already don't really like Call of Duty. I know. And I don't have to play it. No, you don't. So if someone made me play it for my job, I would really hate it. And see, I'm the I'm the opposite. I love Call of Duty. I know that it's like a it's like the douche thing to do in video game worlds. Like, but like, fuck yes. you guys. I like what I like. You enjoy, if you enjoy it, I like playing Call of Duty. I'm pretty good at it. Yeah. If somebody was giving me the opportunity, to like, okay, tell you what, we'll give you a tryout for the MLG. Right. If you're good enough, we'll bring you on. Sure, no problem. Right. And if I could, I would absolutely go home from work every day and like, kids are like, I'm hungry. What? Fuck off. <laughs> Daddy's working. Well, you made me lose. <laughs> um, you know, like, I, I just, I, I see those kids, and I say kids, and, like, a lot of them are around my age, so, like, 28, 29, 30, yeah. um, playing video games professionally, and it's like, why not me? You just didn't go that way in your life. I know, which is unfair. Because everybody told us when we were younger that I, it exactly. didn't exist. Everyone told me, they're like, you can't make money, that's not a job. Fuck yeah. you, yeah, it is, I want to, yeah, like, bring You can't play around. video games for a living. Well, apparently you can. Well, actually, I can, and I will. I'm a gunner. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't want to. I want to keep it uh, as a pastime, yeah. as a hobby. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I think that if there's, I like that that adage of if you're good at something, never do it for free. Fair enough. And I, and I'm not quoting the Joker. <laughs> I'm just quoting <laughs> yeah. like you know, like I think that phrase has been around longer than you know yeah. than just the Dark Knight. Yeah. But I think that that's actually a very good um, philosophy to have. Is like like if you enjoy cooking mm-hmm. and you're good at it, mm-hmm. find a way to get paid for it. Become a chef. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if you if you like art, you love comic books. If you can draw, try to be a comic book artist. Sure, yeah, it, that makes it, sense. there's very few people in the world that get to pursue their passion as a as a occupation. Right. You know, very few people. Like there are people who love to do skateboarding. People who mm-hmm. love to skateboard. Like a tenth of the entire population mm-hmm. of people who like to skateboard will become professional skateboarders. Yeah. It is not easy to be Tony Hawk or yeah. whoever else is a popular skateboarder. I have no fucking idea. You know what I mean? But, like, I and, like, I really love soccer. Uh-huh. I love watching it. I love playing it. I'll never be a professional soccer player. Sure. Cristiano Ronaldo has that covered for me. Right. You know? Yeah. He's worth, like, 80 bajillion dollars, and that's fine. <laughs> but there are things that I can do yeah. that I really like, and that I would love to get paid for them. Yeah, see, for me, it's just, it had, there's, like, there's an extra line added in that. Mm-hmm. It's, like, find something that you love to do, you know, don't do it for free, and it has to be something that you're not going to get sick of. But that's but giving your druthers, do you feel like you would get sick of a lot of things quickly? Yeah, I do. I get sick of a lot of things very quickly, especially when I'm forced to do it. Yes, I think I think that's where you have the, and I agree with you. I don't like being forced to do anything. If somebody was like, "You have to play eight hours of Dark Souls today," no, I don't want to play eight hours of Dark, Dark Souls. Okay, example like we've we've went to go, we've shot movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. And there have been, you know, and it's like, I'm excited about it. That's what I love to do, mm-hmm. is I like making movies. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I'll ever get bored with it, or, like, not like it anymore. Mm-hmm. I could do that as a, for a living for the rest of my life, till the day I die. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know this. However, like, on days that we have a shoot, and I'm like, 
we got call time at, you know, 8 in the morning. You know, my alarm goes off at, you know, 6.30 or 6 or whatever for me to get ready to go to Mm -hmm. what I love to do, my job, this thing that's amazing. Even though I put the have to on myself, Mm -hmm. I'm mad. Yeah, I know. I understand. Like I'm like, I don't fucking want to do this. I have to do this. I don't have to do shit. I'm a grown ass man. I don't have to do shit. I said I have to, and I can say I don't have to because. But then I end up doing it. But that's that's just the way I am. That's no, but and and I understand that because you're like, yeah, I can't wait to make a movie. Can't wait to make a movie. I don't want to make a fucking movie. No, I don't want to do that shit. I want to go home. That's where all my stuff is. Yeah. But then once you're, I think that once you're there on set, yeah, you're having a lot more fun. Yeah. And you're just like, ah, yes, this, I remember, this is why I'm having fun doing this. Yeah. This is why I'm loving this. Yeah, but the whole time I'm just like, fucking have to do this. I'm trying to figure out ways to get out of it. Exactly. Yeah, you're like, I wouldn't mind getting into a car accident today when I get a fucking flat tire. I'm like, I can't yeah. go with my wheels bent. I got, fuck off, no. Yeah, but once I get, you know, once I'm there, and like, it's, it's great. And that's just who I, that's who I am. I've always been that way. And I understand that to a certain degree, but like, I think that there are certain things that I would love to do. Like, I wouldn't want to own a comic book store. Right. Because you're not getting to enjoy comic books, you're running a store. It's a yeah. business. It's a for-profit business. Yeah. But like to write comic books, fucking absolutely. Yeah. No problem. Mm. And they're like, hey, we need eight pages by the end of the day. <laughs> See you in eight hours. Yeah. I'll have them for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that to me seems like there's very few things in the world that I genuinely love to do. Yeah. Or genuinely love. Yeah. Like comics, video games, movies, TV, stuff like that. Like, those are the things that I love because those are the things I grew up with. That's what I was raised on. Yeah. So to do any one of those things, even as an occupation, would be fantastic. However, I do feel like you have a point when you're saying, like, if you're being forced to do it, like, as a movie critic, that to me seems like a job that I would enjoy for about a month. Right. And then it'd be like, I don't want to watch this fucking Israeli vampire movie. Like, I, I don't fucking care, but I have to go watch it because it's my job. And I understand it's only two hours of my day, and then I go home and write it up and email it to my editor, and he's like, change this, 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 and this, and then you're done. And yeah. then I change it and send it back. He's like, good. And then tomorrow, but I have to do, I have to watch another movie tomorrow. Yeah. Like, but I have stuff to do tomorrow. Yeah. You know yeah, I mean? and, and, and I think that, you know, and that's where I figured out that why, you know, making movies worked out so well for me. Mm-hmm. In that it's not something that I'm going to get sick of. Yeah. It's like when I owned a bar, I liked owning a bar, but I didn't like running a bar. Yeah. But I had to run the bar in order to keep owning the bar. Correct. The have having to run the bar was the problem. I didn't like it. It was the, like you're saying it's the same thing every day. I go in and it was like even the same people and I'm giving the same drinks to the same people and it all was it was so structured and mm-hmm. I hated it. Yeah. And then it's like, but making movies is just like, it's something different mm-hmm. every time, mm-hmm. you know, uh, being able to be creative about it and be like, hey, well, let's try this, let's do this, that, and the other thing. Like, it's not, there's nothing uh, that's, what's the word I'm looking for? That's like the same every time. Um, it's repetitious. Yeah, there's nothing really repetitious about it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I and I completely agree. You're, there's, it's new people, it's new environments, it's new stories, it's new ideas, and mm-hmm. that's kind of the beauty I think of like being a writer and an actor, and, and in your case a director, um, where you're ne- not necessarily ever going to have the same job twice. Yeah. Unless you're making a sequel and playing the same character. Yeah. You're you're going to be somebody different, and I think but that's even then it's going to be different. Exactly, it, it'll yeah. be a different situation, a different circumstances for that character, and I think that's. That's, I think, one of the most enticing things about that particular lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, however, think that there are certain times when it becomes a grind. Sure. I think it would be. I think that, that's true for any occupation. Yeah. 
where it's just like, ah, another fucking day. I got to get through this. If I can just get through this day. And you have to find a way to make it entertaining. You have to find a way to have fun with it. Mm-hmm. But again, that's true of any occupation. Yeah. And like right now, I'm, I'm chained to a cubicle eight hours a day. Yeah. And it fucking sucks. Yeah. It's the worst, man. Like it's, it's the shittiest job, but it's a job. You know, and so you just have to find a way to get through it. Yeah. And I think that's true. Now, granted, you're having a lot more fun and making a lot more money making a movie. Right. Or a TV show or a comic book or what have you, but there's still things about every occupation that really suck. Yeah, for sure. You know, like, I'm sure that, like, you know, we've talked about this before, but Chris Evans is, is definitely ready to stop playing Captain America. Mm-hmm. And he wants to go do different things in the entertainment field. He wants to direct and he wants to produce and all that stuff. And I think that's fantastic. Yeah. And good for him. Um, but I would imagine that when he's in the suit carrying the shield, he's having a pretty good time. Yeah. And I'm sure that when the press junket comes up and you have to answer the same ten questions over and over again for 12 hours, mm-hmm. you're, like, ready to, like, gouge your eyes out with a spoon and go on a murder rampage. Yeah. You're just like, I'm fucking sick of this. Yeah. But it's a pretty cool job. Yeah. I'd, I would absolutely do that <laughs> to, <laughs> yeah. to be Captain America. I'm like, sure, yeah, it's great. Answer the same eight questions over and over again, no problem. Wow. Just get the get your answers ready and just yeah. yeah you just hand, or you just hand out like leaflets yeah like here's the questions you're gonna ask and here's the answers <laughs> no. oh okay let me <coughs> record me. it once and then and then just play it yeah just play it just play it. like I'll have my mouth open <laughs> I like that you know going back to the video game discussion hmm. I don't think it's wrong to like big franchise video games. Or a- anything from the big uh, video game companies. Yeah, I don't either. You know, but I just I would like to see something more story oriented, yeah. like The Last of Us. I think that's why that game resonates mm-hmm. is because it's such a deep story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like you know, I've been I've been spending my time between Darkest Dungeon and Evolve. Yeah, because I'm playing Evolve on the console. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darkest Dungeon on PC, which I guess it's, it's when it comes out, it's going to come out on PS4. Um, but uh, I don't have that, so I don't care. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Evolve. Like, I really, I really like Evolve. I like playing it. It's a lot of fun. I don't know anything about that world, or mm-hmm. and there's all these different characters, and I don't know anything about them other than what they look like. You know, it's mm-hmm. like there's no story yeah. to Evolve. Same thing with Titanfall. Yeah. Like, it's great to run around, you know, with a jetpack and, and a giant robot. Like, that's fantastic, but there's no plot. Like, I was I was honestly disappointed when I heard that Titanfall was m- predominantly, it's all multiplayer. Yeah. It, there's it, no storyline. Yeah. Like, you can't play it offline. That, may, that to me, is, I think, a mistake on their part. I mean, you can with Evolve, but not with Titanfall. Yeah. Um, that was one of the things I did like about Call of Duty is when you have, like, you know, your side missions or, you know, uh, the ops Mm-hmm. missions where you can go and like you're just you know surviving wave after wave and you can do that by yourself you don't need to play with somebody you need to play online right like that's great that's yeah. a good option to, as opposed to playing just the main storyline or playing online mm-hmm. but you know where Call of Duty has always fucked it up and I'm gonna catch a lot of hell for saying this the zombie games fucking suck yeah I don't like them they're stupid really because those are the only parts of the Call of Duty games that I've ever really enjoyed really I don't like them they're, I'm like this is uh, this is pointless it's fun. It's fun if you get like a team of people that you know. Yeah. And you know you're working together. Like the, then it's a good time. The, they okay because I'm I'm always playing with like people online that I don't know, 
Yeah. And they're always, like, taking off, like, in Black Ops 2, they're just taking off on the bus and leaving me behind. Yeah, because they already know what to do, they already know, like, what stuff you have to pick up, Yeah. move wherever, and it's like, but if you don't know that stuff... Which I don't. Yeah. I don't know, because I, I've never, I just didn't get into them. Yeah. So I was like, ah, whatever. Yeah. I just, I prefer to play the storyline or play multiplayer. Sure. But I, I just, yeah, no. (laughs) No. Yeah, it's, see, in multiplayer, I tend to prefer, like, co-op situations. Mm Mm-hmm. Those are more fun for me. Working with somebody in tandem? Yeah. Okay. I can understand that, and that is fun. You know what my big complaint about Microsoft is? Xbox Live, I should say? Hmm. You're in all these Xbox Live, these uh, gamer points, right? Yeah. Is that what they're called? Gamer points? Yeah. Or the Xbox Live achievement points? Yeah. You should be able to use those to buy things. You think so? Like, okay, so say Call of Duty releases a map pack, like a DLC, right? Uh Uh, Which is like three maps and a new gun. Okay. And it's $14.99... Or it's fourteen, you know, or 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 it's like it's like five thousand Xbox Live points that you've earned by playing various games. Earning twenty five, you know, achievement points here, thirty achievement points here, fifty for completing this game. Yeah, but then do you lose those achievement points? Yes, You're, that's your balance. Like, so let's say you have twenty eight thousand. See, I don't think people would go for that. I think they would, because it's like I'm I playing all these other games and earning all these achievements, but I can use those across any game across the board. It's like, okay, so now I can down... So I just bought Advanced Warfare. They're releasing a new map pack. It's got three new maps, two new guns, and, like, a new kind of exoskeleton that I can buy for my guy uh-huh. for, for a multiplayer. Uh-huh. And it's 6,000 Xbox Live points, uh-huh. uh, achievement points. Well, I have 17,000. Right. No problem. I still have 11, and I'm still... When I buy that and do all this stuff, I'm earning more achievement points because I'm doing more stuff. You know what I mean? It's just cyclical. I think that, that makes total sense to me. Okay. I just... I don't think... I don't think the majority of people would... Go for that. Why not? Because for some whatever stupid ass reason, like those points mean something to people. Is it a, is it a reflection of your status as a gamer? I guess that you've accomplished all of this. I guess. See, what I think would work in that sort of line of thinking mm-hmm. would be like uh, if you have a certain amount of gamer points, mm-hmm. like that, you could get the discount off of the, whatever this is or something. So, okay, would you lose those points, though? No. So just because of your status and how much you've accomplished, you can get a 35% off. Because that's more in line of what the whole achievements thing is about. But see, I would rather earn those achievements and then have the ability to spend them. Yeah. Those achievement points. is like, oh, okay, so I can download the DLC, get the new maps, get the new guns, get the new armors, whatever, a new Titan. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then go about my merry way. Right. It didn't cost me any extra money. Because that's one of the things about Call of Duty that drives me up the fucking wall. It's like, okay, we're releasing this game. This is 60 bucks, okay? So uh-huh. you're already getting my $60. But then, every quarter, we're going to release a new map pack, which is an additional $15. Right. Okay, so if I want to buy the game mm-hmm. and the four map packs, that's what, 60 plus 30 for two quarters, so four quarters, that's 120 bucks. Yeah. 120 bucks. Mm-hmm. To play the game to its full extent. And it's not like they're giving me extra levels in the, in, in the story. Right. You're just getting the extra map pass. Which I honestly think is going to happen. Yeah. It's like, you'll buy the game. Mm-hmm. And it's only one third or two thirds of the game. If you want to play the, all the way through, you're going to have to buy it online. Well, yeah. I mean, they're starting to do that with these episodic things. Like we were talking about Resident Evil earlier. Yeah. That new... You have to buy them individually. Yeah. Or um, The Wolf Among Us. Yeah. Which is actually a really cool... I loved The Wolf Among Us. I yes. really... Telltale Games has really gotten the episode episodic game thing down. Because I played The Walking Dead mm-hmm. Telltale game, and I played it all the way through the first free thing, and I was like, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm, 
<laughs> yeah, I'm spending five bucks. <laughs> yeah. I bought the next le- the next chunk of the game, and um, well, I think when it's a good game, mm-hmm. like that Walking Dead game was fantastic. Yeah, it was sad and it was brutal and it reminded me a lot of the comics as opposed to the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I also played a portion of. Um, the first person in Walking Dead game where you're Daryl Dixon. Oh, yeah. And it takes place, like, just after the zombie apocalypse starts. It's fucking garbage. terrible. Yeah. You know what it reminded me of? And it's funny you brought up earlier Fox Interactive. Mm-hmm. They made a bunch of really fucking terrible first-person shooters based on Die Hard. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like Die Hard Vendetta and Nakatomi mm-hmm. Plaza. Like, they were fucking awful. They're just fucking terrible games. Yeah. yeah. You know, for some reason, every gun, like, every, like, okay, you kill a guy. Yeah. And his gun is black. When John McClane picks it up, it's silver. I'm like, what? Why is it? Why is the color scheme off? Well, Fox Interactive back in it was it the late '90s and early 2000s. They were the ones they did the games on the uh, the LithTech engine. Okay. And so they were putting out um, like those diehard games, but they put out uh, also like some really uh, <laughs> just goofy but really awesome games, like the No One Lives Forever. Mm-hmm. They put that out, and um, there was one called Shogo Mobile Armor Division. I remember that. And uh, I played the shit out of that game. I still to this day I played I've played through Shogo probably about five times. No idea what it's about. I have no idea what it's about, what's going on. I, I played it multiplayer, you know, online. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time in Shogo and I don't know anything about it. Did you, did you ever play Onimusha? Uh, I played the first one. The yeah. game, yeah, those yeah. Were cool. What was? Oh, it was Shenmue. Did you ever play it on the Sega Dreamcast? No, because I never had a Dreamcast. Neither did I, but I, 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 I entirely. a buddy of mine. In Colorado, he had a Dreamcast. Mm. He was the only one of us that had one, and now we know why, because it <laughs> fucking sucked. But I remember Shenway was, like, the first open-world game. Yeah. Where you could, like, kind of just walk around and do everything. Yeah. And then I want to say that Grand Theft Auto, the re, you know, when they remade it, and you could run around and kill people. Well, you always could, but it was, like, the first two games were... top-down. Were top-down. And then, and then it was Grand Theft Auto 3, right? Mm-hmm. And then it was Vice City... Yeah. And then San Andreas, right. which is the game that I came in on. Okay. I came in on San Andreas. And I I did play that game all the way through. Yeah. And, you know, the game ends, it's like, well, this is the end of the story, but the game continues. Right. You can still ride around and murder hookers if you want to with yeah. fucking dildo bats and stuff like that, so have at it. Yeah. Well, dildo bats, uh, that's Saints Row. Excuse me, I'm sorry. But you could have a giant <laughs> dildo in... <laughs> Could you? I think so. It was a giant remember. purple dildo, I want to say. No, that's Saints Row. Are you sure? That's like that's a Saints Row thing. A giant purple dildo. It's called the uh, Penetrator. Lovely. Yeah. Of course, why wouldn't it? But, I, you know, I didn't play after that. After I beat San Andreas, I was like, why do I need to keep playing or running around and doing stupid shit like so I can have a fleet of cars that won't be there when I start again? I never really did either. And everybody really loves San Andreas. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, in that era, everybody was really in love with San Andreas. And I actually really liked Vice City the most. Really? I per- I actually, I don't, I never played Vice City. I really yeah. love San Andreas. In fact, yeah. I loved it so much that when I found out they were releasing Grand Theft Auto V and you could go back to Los Santos and go to CJ's house, yeah. I was like, oh, oh, that's awesome. I wonder, I wonder what CJ's up to. <laughs> and then somebody posted online that, like, it's like, what is the first thing you're going to do when you get uh, Grand Theft Auto V? And they posted a picture of CJ's house and it's like, I'm going home. <laughs> like, why, man? Why, <laughs> internet? <laughs> What the yeah. fuck are you... Why? What'd you do? Why, what is this salty discharge from my eyes? I don't care for this. Yeah. I don't think I ever finished that one. San Andreas? Yeah. I finished three. I finished Vice City. Mm-hmm. I didn't finish San Andreas. <clears throat> I played four. I didn't finish it. Yeah. I finished four, but I didn't finish five. I haven't finished five. I'm still working on it. 
It's because they're so intense. There's so much stuff to do. And you have to download the game on your Xbox, don't you? Well, with the Xbox One, is every game has like an install. Really? Yeah. See, I don't have an Xbox One yet because I'm a savage. Yeah. Like a dirty run in the past. Yeah. I refuse to give up my roots. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, I, you know what? It was weird. Um, I remember I was when Xbox came out. Yeah. I was like, whatever. It'll never beat Nintendo. Right. And now all these years later, I'm like, fuck Nintendo. <laughs> Make a grown-up game. Yeah. Like the whole zombie U thing. Eh. It's not that fun. It's, that's what I, I've, I've watched a lot of it online. It's not that fun. Yeah. Um, and then they don't really make grown-up games. Yeah. Like, I remember when Red Steel came out, and you had mm-hmm. it was like the sword fighting game, and I was like, mm-hmm. dude, that's got to be it, because like, you're, you're hacking people. Was, no. Nah. Nah. I heard the second one was a lot better. Really? Yeah. We've talked about it. this before, but you never played Time Killers, huh? I did. I played a little bit of it. At the arcade? Yeah. This is the one with like the guy where they have like, the chainsaws. and. Yeah, and everyone yeah. rancid. Yeah. His name was Rancid, and he had an X on his forehead, yeah. and he had green sunglasses and a purple ponytail. Yeah. I'm like, why is everybody afraid of this guy? Yeah, for some reason, see, in my head, like, the name, it, it it always gets mixed up with Time Splitters. I didn't, I played a lot of Time Splitters on the GameCube. Yeah. I never really played it. It was, I played Time Splitters 2, yeah. Electric Boogaloo, and um, you're running around collecting the time crystals from the time aliens. Yeah. Time. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It was a fun game, though. Because you kept, um, you, what happened was you were a Agent Cortez, mm-hmm. which was basically Vin Diesel. Right. And you get sent back through time, but when you go, when you come into, back in time, you take on the persona of somebody from that time. It's not Cortez, it's somebody else in that. Right. And you basically occupy their body. You quantum leap okay. into that time period. Right. yeah. And so, like, you would go back to 1932 Chicago, and so you were fighting, you, you had a Tommy gun. Mm-hmm. And then you could pick up a second Tommy gun and basically just become walking death. You're just, like, just spraying bullets everywhere. It was a good time. Nice. And then you would go back to the '70s into like this. You were like a James Bond type secret agent. You're in this like mad scientist's jungle lair, uh-huh. and so you have people running at you with like Aztec headdresses. I'm like, why? Why would you do that? Like, what's why? It doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. It's like remember in the old Goldeneye, double uh, uh, for the '64, mm-hmm. when you could get the golden gun. Yeah. And you're in the the pyramid. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. Yeah, it was a good time. I enjoyed that game. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the few console games that I did a lot of like local multiplayer. Like me and three, you know, three friends. Yeah, yeah. Me, and, yeah, I did that with my my brother <clears> and our tiny brother. TV, and that was okay. We each had, you know, like you had that square that big. Yeah, you had like a two inch square to play. And, on. But you made it work, huh? Yep. Especially if you were playing <clears throat> rocket launchers. Mm-hmm. Everybody jumping around, there's rocket flying everywhere. Yeah, it was fine. You know, that that size that size of a screen was just fine. We did it online with you know, real player, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. The screen the size of a postage stamp, but we did just fine. Yes, you did. Yeah. Do you remember the Game Shark? Yeah. And you could plug in because you had to insert the, the game into the Game Shark and then the Game Shark into the console, mm-hmm. and, and you could go to the, the codes. And you could go to the Secret Island. Yeah. Okay. What? You don't remember that? No. Okay. Do you remember it's like it was? Remember when he's in on the dam in Russia? Oh yeah, yeah. There's one point yeah, there's where if, one if, if you're running down like south yeah. and you look to the right, there's an island out there, like yeah. the one that you're on. It has like cannons and shit on it or something. Yeah, like basically that. what it was is it was another part of the level and never got finished. Right. And the developers were like, "Ah, oh, fuck it, no one can get out there anyway." Yeah. But then people found out a way to get out there. Yeah. And there's, no there's there. nothing there. Yeah. It's just there. Yeah. You just never took it out. It just became scenery. Yeah, exactly. And that was the first game that, like, the more you destroy things, the blacker they got. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, it made no sense to me, even then, because, like, you're shooting an alarm, and it's all darker, darker, broken! Yeah. What? Wouldn't the one bullet do it? No, it's not doing it. 
I used to love running around with twin pistols. Because mm-hmm. I, I used to, at the time, I was obsessed with John Woo movies. Yeah. So, like, every level, I'd just be like, ah, boom, boom, boom. I would chow and fat my way through a level. Nice. It was good times. Yeah, I was. I, I always tend to take the sneaky route. If I have that option in the game, I you, take that option. You do prefer stealth. Yeah. And I was, like, just silencing the uh, helmets off of dudes. Oh, pew! And they don't even notice. Yeah, there's no... Huh? It was just their helmet flies off and they just keep standing there. Or the best part was when you'd shoot them in the leg and the leg would turn red and then they start running but they don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd get lit up. Mm. And then everybody would jump when they died. You remember that? Yeah. Everybody back up. <laughs> <laughs> like, Why? Now, you may not remember this game because you weren't much of a PC gamer. Okay. Um, but there was a game that came out shortly after. Actually, it was supposed to be a sequel to uh, Wolfenstein. Um, but licensing stuff didn't work out. It was called Rise of the Triad. I don't know, did you ever, did you ever mm-hmm. play that? The game was fantastic. I, I, they did a remake of it recently, and I haven't played it. Um, but that game was pure bananas. Like, I, you're just basically... There's, like, a cult on an island, and your job is to go in there and fucking kill them. Just get rid of that cult. And uh, you, they had, like, different characters you could play as, but it didn't matter because it was first person. So you, <laughs> yeah, they didn't have different abilities or anything. Mm-hmm. You could just be like, I'm going to play the chick. And, okay. You know. But, uh, it, you know, it was early in the, the, the first person. Like, they hadn't even worked out jumping in first person games yet. And so they had, the, there's, like jump pads littered about the level. Okay. And you'd run over them and they just spring you into the air. And that's how they worked out having different levels. And they, there was like these Nazi cult guys and they're just running around shooting at you and then they'd run into a jump pad and they'd go flying and you'd go chase them after them. <laughs> it was so much fun. And then they had it had these power-ups. Alright. That, uh, they made no sense. Like there was one that was like a mushroom. Mm-hmm. And then, you, you know, you'd take it and then like, the world would start getting all wobbly, and the colors would go all... Because you'd go on an LSD trip oh, for a okay. while. A mushroom trip. Mm-hmm. And then the controls would, like, change. And so you'd be like... Oh, that's pretty clever. Yeah. And then they had one where uh, you would become bouncy <laughs> for a while. And so if you, like, if you ran into a wall, you would bounce off of it. And then you'd go flying around the level, and if you hit something else, you'd bounce off of that, so you'd start ping-ponging all over the place. Was it a glitch, or was it just... No, that was one of the power-ups. Okay, I don't like that. Like, you could pick that up. Yeah. And then become that. And they had one that was a dog bone, and then you became a dog. Mm-hmm. And, like, literally, you, the, the perspective would go near the floor. Your gun would turn into a dog's snout, and then you'd go running around, and then you'd bark people to death. Game just start, retarded. It was so much fun. You'd bark at them, and then the, the like the last bark would be like this supersonic bark, and it'd be all rawr, and then like it'd explode. Okay, that sure. If you get a chance, look it up. Rise of the Triad. It was a good time. I will look into that, and then I'm gonna be like, this is why you're wrong about everything you said. <laughs> you know, what game always everybody has like such reverence for. Hmm. It's a really old game, and I never got into it. Was Mega Man? Neither. I don't understand it. I've played it. I mean, it's alright. But everybody seems to just go fucking nuts for I me. I think for me, I'm just terrible at it. And, like, I'm, if I can't... I just never got better at it. Mm-hmm. 
And then so I just didn't care anymore. And to me, it was one... Yeah, exactly. I just was like, whatever. Yeah. I'm done. But, like, Bionic Commando, for instance... Yeah. I played... Because it was, it was a hard game. Yeah. I played and played and played, and I finally beat the game. I beat it one time. I don't need to play it again. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Yeah. That's how I was with the, uh, the Ninja Gaiden games. Hmm. Like, they were so hard. Yeah. But I was like, I'm going to do this. And then I beat them, and then I never looked at them again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Ninja Gaiden always reminded me of, like, Double Dragon mm. and Bad Dudes. Yeah. Bad Dudes was the shit. I used to love Bad Dudes. Yeah. Because they were. They were. They were bad dudes. Yeah. And are you a bad enough dude? I wasn't. Save the president. Is it the president's daughter? Or no, the, the president. It's actually the president. Yeah, because it's like these two like thugs in fucking. It's, and it, you know what's funny about those games back then? They always took place in 1990x. Yeah. It was like sometime soon it's all turned into shit. Mm-hmm. Never did. But um, yeah, like the president gets kidnapped or whatever, yeah. and so these two guys, who literally on their way home from the gym. Yeah. Are like fuck it, it's on us. Let's do this. And, and they, they just slap re- on their fingerless gloves. Yeah, and they're always like. Yeah. And they just go and beat up everybody. Yeah. And they were bad dudes. They really were. Yeah, seriously. I think one of them was brought up on child charges of like child pornography and stuff like that. He was a bad guy. <laughs> like, I don't think the title the title of the game wasn't in reference to them being tough. It was like, no, they're yeah. shitty people. Right, right. And his brother was an arsonist. Right. Well, and I never understood like in Double Dragon. Mm-hmm. Like, because if you, did you ever beat that one? No. Okay, well at the end of Double Dragon, right, you save the girl. Okay. But then, you know, if you're playing with someone else, it's literally like, you now have to face off against each other. For the girl? Yeah, for the girl. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. All these years, I had no idea that Double Dragon was like, hang on a minute. Yeah, at the end, they fucking turn on each other. Because they're both fighting over this girl. And they fight they're brothers, this, though. Yeah. yeah. It's Jimmy and Billy Lee, I know that. Yeah. And then, because... <laughs> Jimmy and Bimmy. Jimmy and Bimmy? Yeah, because in the uh, when they did the localization for it... Okay. And they were doing the translation because mm-hmm. um, it's Jimmy and uh, was it Billy, right? Billy, yeah. In the first, uh, like the first time they're named, mm-hmm. they're named Jimmy and Bimmy. And then after that, it's Billy. Jimmy and Billy. Yeah. Ugh, that makes me angry. <laughs> it was a bad translation. I, I would hope so. Yeah. Because I would hope the characters wasn't really named Bimmy Lee. <laughs> Jimmy and Cause, Bimmy. Because at that point, I don't think he'd really care about who the girl. Yeah. Out he's always, he's forever gonna be Bimmy to me. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't know. Bimmy. Did you ever watch the Double Dragon movie? I've seen maybe ten minutes of it. With Mark Dacascos and Scott Wolf? Yeah. Yeah, Scott Wolf is Bimmy in my head. <laughs> it's the worst fucking movie, dude. And Alyssa Milano's in there for some reason. Yeah. With her way too tight t-shirt. Yeah. It was, oh, good God, it was awful. Yeah. That was what... That but was, I like Mark Dacascos. Well, of course. Everybody loves him. And if you don't know who Mark Dacascos is, you should remedy that. He's really good. And yeah. just about everything. Yeah. Brotherhood of the Wolf, especially. Yeah. It's a great movie. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I remember I was like I took my I made my mom take me to see that in the theater. Yeah. We were living in Denver and like she I, I remember looking at one point and she was like I would rather like sit on a knife than watch this fucking movie for like one second longer cuz this is goddamn terrible and my son's a moron. <laughs> I just like one of the moments where like you look at your parents and you can like literally see them disappointed in you. <laughs> yeah. It was that moment. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. But I'd probably watch it again just for the for the laughs. The LOLs. The yucks. Yeah. But yeah, that was the, at the end of that first game, that's, they, they turn on each other. That's an interesting plot. It was, it was not that. bros before hoes in Double Dragon. It was absolutely hoes before bros. Yeah. But then whoever loses, she ain't your hoe no mo. Yeah. Well, and that's, that raises the qu- that's always raised the question to me, is like, whose girlfriend was she in the beginning? As I understood it, she belonged to Jimmy Lee. Right. The The 
Because in... Did you ever read the Double Dragon comics? No. They're fucking terrible. Because for some reason, like, one of them... And they're brothers. One of them is, like, dark-haired and Asian, obviously. Right. And the other one's blonde-haired and, like, clearly based on Zach Morris. Yeah. But then they both have this weird, like, armor. They got, like, these weird, like... Like, the red and green armor. Yeah. And they're they're hunting her down. And she was with the blonde one, which, as I understood it, was Jimmy. Okay. Or is Jimmy the dark-haired one? I think I think Jimmy is the dark-haired one. Okay, then she was with the blonde-haired one, Billy. Bimmy. Bimmy. <laughs> His name's Billy. You're going to have to learn to live with it. No, he's always going to be Bimmy. Because <laughs> there was Double Dragon, uh-huh. and there was Bad Dudes, and there was one more where it was like that side-scrolling, two guys beating people up game. Streets of Rage. And for the Sega Genesis. Mm-hmm. You remember that? Yeah, and then there was... And then there was... Uh, oh, shit. What was the... <laughs> the best one out of all of them. Uh, maybe it was Streets of Rage. Yeah. Was that the one where they had, like, the whole economy and you'd buy stuff? And then you'd, like... And then you'd, like, punch people in the stomach and they'd be all barf? No, that was... You're thinking of Final Fight. No, it wasn't Final Fight. Final Fight was the shit, though. Final Fight was pretty good. I love Final I loved Final Fight. I don't like yeah. what, what they did to the characters after. Yeah, I have no idea. I just remember playing it on the well, Neo Geo then the Neo cabinet. Geo. Oh my god, the Neo Geo, dude. I remember yeah. And then I remember, like, I look in video game magazines. Electronic yeah. Gaming Monthly. Yeah. Where um, they would have the Neo Geo home consoles uh-huh. for, like, $700. Because you had to order them from Japan. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, hey, and everything's in Japanese, so good luck, buddy. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. But um, after Final Fight... The characters Guy and um, the Ninja Dude. Right. Which his name I can't remember. I think he was Ryu. No, no, Guy was Guy was the Ninja. Cody was the blonde haired guy. Yeah, yeah. They both got put into the Street Fighter universe because they were both made by Capcom, and yeah. I think Haggard was too. Yeah. But like Cody is like the worst fucking character ever in the Street Fighter game. And as I understand it, when you beat if you're in the arcade and you beat someone else with Cody, that's like the ultimate sign of disrespect. It's just like fuck you. See, I always heard that that was, um, it wasn't Cody. Was it, it Dan? Was, it was Dan. Dan Hibiki. Because he was made as a joke, as as basically a, a fuck you to uh, uh, SNK. Why? Because, you know, they felt that, like, SNK was, um, you know, copying them. Mm-hmm. And then so, like, so Dan Hibiki was their, their SNK character. And so he was underpowered and all stupid with his, like, pink gi and, like... His weird ponytail and his giant forehead and all that. Yeah, yeah, and he's always making these, I don't know, weird faces and... Yeah, and so that's what it is. That's my understanding of it, is, is if you beat someone with Dan, like, that's the ultimate fuck you. To that Disrespect, yeah. Wow. Because I remember SNK, they put out some good fighting games, like Fatal Fury and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff, um, but the one that I played the most was Art of Fighting, uh-huh. And I just remember being so fucking hard. Yeah. Because, like, you could not beat some of the bosses. You just couldn't. Yeah. And then there was there was one character named King. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and, you know, King was a badass. Mm-hmm. But if you beat King in a certain way, like, if you ended the game with, like, I think, like, a super move, like, if that was the last hit you that you landed, the character would fly up into the air and land, and her ch- like her shirt busted open and revealed that King was a, was a chick. Uh-huh. And, like, they gave her gigantic breasts at that point. Mm-hmm. And it was like, there's no way that was being held in place by a suit jacket. Yeah. Like, her chesticles literally are just, like, kablam. Right. And I remember watching, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why is there, like, why is this cross-dressing thing happening in this game? What is, I don't understand what's happening. Mm-hmm. It was just one of those weird games that, like, didn't ever make sense. Yeah. 
And in Fatal Fury got to be that way too. Yeah, because there was that one enemy. Is that? And I can't remember if that's in uh, Fatal Fury or if it's in uh, Final Fight. Mm-hmm. But one of the enemies is like this. It looks like a chick. Mm-hmm. With you know, you know, she's like got a, like a. No, that's the hat. She's got the chains and stuff. Well, it's in Final Fight. It's it's there's two. The sprite they use, they just change the color of the hair. One has red hair, one has like purple bluish hair. Right. And they're in like leather mini skirts, yeah. high heels. They have a police officer's hat on for some reason, and then you're just yeah. and they're fighting and you're beating them up. And then come to find out, all these years later, those are dudes. Yeah. Those are two dudes. And you've been, and you've been beating up guys this entire time. And you're like, no, those are clearly women. And the guys at Capcom are like, no, those are clearly dudes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the that was the problem with it mm-hmm. was that in. Uh, like, when they released it in Japan, like, they didn't care. They were chicks. Mm-hmm. But when it got localized to the United States, there was a concern that people were going to have a problem with guys beating the shit out of these chicks. Mm-hmm. So they were like, oh, well, they're dudes. They're just transvestites. The United States doesn't have a problem with you beating the shit out of transvestites. <laughs> Women, you can't hit. You can't hit a woman. Transvestite, you can absolutely throw a knife at their face. Yeah. It's 1992 or whatever. It's totally fine. <laughs> it's all okay. Shake the shit out of a transvestite because it's ultimately a dude. <laughs> I and that's, he- how that be, that's how that got started. I remember hearing about the, There's all those weird ur- video game urban legends. Yeah. Like, I remember when people first started talking about Akuma. Yeah. And Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was, like, Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition where, like, all of a sudden you're fighting and bison and you're winning. And then this dude jumps out of the crowd like, dispatches M. Bison and starts to fight you, and it's, like, he's got orange hair, he's wearing, like, a blue gi, like, Ryu, and he's, like, got all these, like, super moves, like, he's impossible to beat. Mm. And there was also the legend of, uh, Guile's handcuffs. Yeah. You remember hearing about that? Yeah. You could, he and could his hang- gun. Yeah, you yeah. could handcuff people to the fence and beat him up and then pull out the gun and kill him. Yeah. I was like, no, that's not true. Yeah, you can't do that. No, or, um, when Reptile was hidden in Mortal Kombat, Mm-hmm. Like, if you beat someone in a certain way on the pit, like, I think if you ended with a fatality, you ended up fighting in the pit with, like, reptile. People first, like, saw that. Yeah. Spread like wildfire. Yeah. Went all viral. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're in the arcade, like, there's a green ninja. Oh, fuck, you know there's not. <laughs> trying to, yeah, there is. Well, you know, at, at least with, like, the Mortal Kombat, uh, the, and I can't remember the company name that makes the... But, um, like, they'll, they'll go with those... They'll, they'll, they'll fuck with people. Mm-hmm. And they'll take those rumors and, and, you know, ride them for a while. And then they'll do something with it. I mean, that's where that character Ermac came from. Right. Because that was a rumor. And Noob Saibon as well. Yeah. It was a rumor as well. That was a, a smoke ninja. That was a robot. Yeah. And then when, I think it was on the home release of Mortal Kombat 3, mm-hmm. the smoke ninja was there. The cybernetic smoke yeah. ninja was there. Yeah. And you're just like, what the f- Yeah, yeah wow, and his name is just the last names of the creators. Yeah, Boone and Tobias backwards. Yeah, Boone yeah. and Tobias. Yeah. The, the Street Fighter thing was, uh, um, that you're talking, I think you're talking about Shang Long. It was supposed to be Shang Long. Because, and that was another issue with the localization. Mm-hmm. Because in uh, in Japan, it was, it, when you'd beat someone with Ryu, mm-hmm. they would say, you, you would have to defeat my Dragon Punch to stand a chance. Mm-hmm. But when it got, it like got translated over all stupid, and so it became, you must defeat Shang Long. To find a chance, to to have a chance or whatever. Yeah, people wonder who the hell is Shang. Yeah, Long. who's Shang Long? But it was actually the, his own Dragon Punch. Mm-hmm. And then it was one of the game magazines. They did an April Fool's joke of how to unlock Shang Long, and then they like photoshopped up some some pictures. Okay. And then they put in this like ridiculous method of how you would go about doing it, and then people for like months were were trying to do it. 
And, of course, and then there was always that one kid in every elementary school that was like, oh, I, t- I did it. I did it. No problem. Yes. I remember that kid very yeah. well. You're like, like, well, let me come over, let me come over and see. Oh, my parents don't like me having people over. <laughs> yeah. My brother took my, my Nintendo. Yeah. And there was that one kid like, I can do the guy handcuffs thing. He pulls him off from his back and he just throws him at you and then you're chained to the... No. Yeah. No. <laughs> you're lying. Yeah. We all know you're yeah. lying. Yeah. And then it wasn't until like almost six months later that the magazine was like, yeah, that was a big joke. It was April Fool's. Yeah, the magazine was released on April 1st. Did you guys not yeah. catch that? Yeah. I remember. That. Yeah, the, and then... Electronic Gaming Monthly, I think it was. Yeah, I, I want to say it was EGM. Yeah. I don't think they exist anymore. I don't think so either. I think it's just like, now there's just Game Informer. Yeah. Which only comes out, I think, like six times a year. No, it's every month. Is it? Yeah. They got rid of Nintendo Power. That's I saw not that. not anymore. It was sad. Yeah. And they got the Nintendo points system yeah. that they used to have in place for, since, like, the first Nintendo came out. They finally did away with it. And there are some people who have, like, three million points. <laughs> like, they <laughs> never bought anything with them. Yeah. They're like, well, you better buy something soon. Because yep. <laughs> they're not going to be worth much. Yeah. How sad would that be, like, if, like, Xbox was like, all right, let's say they did implement my plan of, like, achievement points so you could buy stuff. Yeah. And, all right, we're doing away with that in, like, six days. Better go buy something. Because you have yeah. quite a bit of achievement points. I do. I do. You have, like, what, like, 18,000 something like that? I have no idea. But I know that, like, in my list, my friends list, I have, like, the most. Oh, do you really? I think so. I'm either, like, first or second. Yeah, there's a guy on mine who has, like, I want to say, like, 19,000 or something like that. And I'm like, uh, you play a lot of video games. Yeah. Well, see, I play a lot of video games. Yes, you do. But you're good at video games. I guess. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's a thing I like to do. It's my hobby. And, you know, and, and so, and that's kind of where I'm talking about, is that ultimately I don't care about those achievement points. Mm-hmm. You know, they started them at the beginning of the Xbox 360. Yes. And, you know, I got an Xbox 360 when it came out, and I've been playing ever since, and mm-hmm. I got an Xbox One pretty shortly after it came out. So it's just, you know, it's just been this, this many years of accumulating these stupid points. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care about them. I don't. Like, I don't even know how many I have, mm-hmm. but there's something about being, like, on the top of my friends list, of being, like, I'm either, like, first or second, of, mm-hmm. like, has that many. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> there's still quite a few people on my friends list who play Black Ops 2. Uh-huh. And out of all those people, I'm number one. Nice. Granted, that's an older game. Yeah. And not, it, we're losing people daily. Mm-hmm. But it still feels pretty damn good to be like, yep, I can kick all of your asses hard. Yeah. And see, that's another thing. If you were to go in and look at my achievements, like game by game, you will find that the majority of the games that have a multiplayer component, I don't have any of the achievements for. Really? I just have all the single player achievements. And then maybe one or two of the multiplayer ones. Really? That I got on accident. (laughs) And (laughs) like I just had, I threw a grenade and it was the luckiest grenade ever. And it killed four people at one time. Yeah. Yeah. I did that once because I'm terrible with sniper rifles, mm-hmm. but I was playing the, the jungle map in Call of Black Ops 2, mm-hmm. and I got up, because you know there's that hill you can lay down on top of, yeah, and like yeah. you can snipe across the map to the helipad where the helicopter is? Mm-hmm. Well, I managed to do this, and uh, I was sniping, and I saw one guy run. I saw some guys running both directions, and I pulled the trigger. I, sh- I killed four guys with one shot, and I was like, sit down on the controller and walk away. Yeah. Like, I'll never top that. <laughs> like, all right. Yeah. Break the Xbox. I'm done. Yeah. And I got, like, some weird, crazy achievement of, like, you know, kill four guys within ten seconds of each other, to, and, you know, you unlock all your shit at one time or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's, so I got, like, four achievements, and, like, one, like, the thing kept going off. I was like, oh, I feel good. And, like, ten seconds later, I got killed by a, you know, hunter killer. Yeah. 
the stupid little drones that fly into you. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I never get any of those cool things in Call of Duty. It's it's fun to earn them. You feel pretty badass. Yeah, I never I, I never survived that long. I am literally the god of war. Yeah. Literally. I'll, I'll kill like one or two people and then I'm dead. See, and I I love playing the multiplayer. Because I'm, I'm pretty good at it. Yeah. No, I've seen you play it. I'm gonna look into awesome. it. I'm gonna look into it. Yeah. If I get in, if I can get into a situation where I can stay back with a sniper rifle, mm-hmm. I'll do all right. But beyond that, I'm not so good. I always love the guys who snipe and they think they're hidden, and you walk up and your gun automatically trains on them. <laughs> and you're <laughs> like, you're just watching them, though. It's like you can tell they're moving around trying to like, get things, and you just the knife. Yeah, exactly. I used to do that in Halo a lot. Halo Three, I mm-hmm. the most of. A lot of dudes looking through their scopes and just walking by them. Sword? <laughs> With the beam sword? Yeah. I always like the gravity hammer. Yeah, I can control that thing. You're just like, boom, guys are, ah! Yeah. I'd only hit, like, one guy, like, at a time, yeah. and then i get, like, obliterated or run over by a warthog, and that's like, alright, fuck it, just give me a gun. Yeah. i take my assault rifle and just go start killing people. Yeah, for some reason, in Halo 3, whenever I play multiplayer, mm-hmm. I was, I was like, uh, <laughs> fucking I was like a stunt man like I just didn't care I just go running and jumping and doing whatever like one of my favorite things was to like get into the the, the vehicles that fly yeah whatever they're called uh, banshees yeah the banshees and then if there was someone else flying a banshee I would jump out of my banshee and then land on their banshee and take it from them like throw them out and then take their banshee and then just crash it so no one has banshees <laughs> Well, would you blow up your banshee that in case it, when it hits? Yeah, the well, because I jumped out of it yeah. in midair, so it would just crash. That was always fun to do. I was playing with my nephew. We were playing Halo Four on his Xbox, and the, you can in the in some of the multiplayer maps you can like just make shit spawn. Yeah. So we just kept doing that, like banshees, and like we're and we're in a base, so we're flying banshees inside. We're crashing into walls, and then we're like ah, smashing into each other. Then a ghost would come out of nowhere and start blowing things up. Then a warthog comes over the hill, and just crazy. This is a good time. This is a good time. But then you step out and you have a rocket and you kill everybody and yourself. Yeah. And nobody's getting anything. This game yeah. is over. Yeah, I ended up picking up the, the Master Chief Collection, yeah. hoping to kind of recapture some of that uh, Halo amazingness, and I haven't yet. Are you still playing it? I play a little bit of it here and there. Okay. Um, Halo 5 is coming out later this year. I'm excited for that. I'm, I'm a big fan of the Halo series. I, I enjoyed them. Yeah, I, you know, that's the only game that I I care about the multiplayer and don't care anything about the storyline. Really? It's the only game that, for some reason, I couldn't tell you anything about the story of Halo. I know his name is Master Chief. I know that the Halo is a thing in the, in space. Yes. It was one of several. It was an issue. Yes. <laughs> And then I know who Cortana is, sort of. Yes. I know that she's a computer. She's an AI program, yes. Okay, yeah. kind of. Right. That is the extent of my knowledge and see, and of I'm, the Halo universe. I'm the exact opposite. I care so much about the Halo story, I don't give a fuck about the Halo multiplayer. Yeah. Just could not give less of a shit. Really? Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I'd, ra- I'd rather play, if I'm going to play multiplayer, I'd rather play Call of Duty or Battlefield. Fair enough. We'll see what Halo weird. 5 does. Yeah. Weird. How no, that correct. It, no, it's just weird how that, you know, because it's like, Halo for me would not seem, like, it wouldn't seem like Halo would be something I'd be into in the first place. Because mm-hmm. it's too sci-fi. Exactly, yeah, that's what, yeah, good point. And, and that's probably why I don't give a shit about the story. That could be it, yes. But the multiplayer's fun. And see, I like the story because, you know, it's set in space and the future and everybody's got, like, cool guns and there's, like, starships and, like, yeah, we got slip space and, ooh, alien races and, like, I got a beam saber, let's do this. Yeah, not my jam. Not my thing. 
I love it. Anyway. Yeah. We should wrap this up. Okay. We actually did a mostly video game episode. I think video games is a, is a very diverse topic, and I'm sure we'll come back to this again. Yeah. Um, we should probably debate, you know, more about the video games. Like, we tend to like the same stuff. Yeah. It's very rare that you and I hate one thing, like, one of us hates it and no one loves it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. At some point, we should we should find something that we both completely disagree on. Yeah, I and wonder just, what that is. I don't know. I'm sure there's a game out there where just like you're like I love it. I'm like that's the biggest fucking turd ever. Right. And or you know, vice versa. Where I'm like I love it, and you're like you're stupid. I'm like no. Right. That might be Darkest Dungeon. I don't know. I'm probably never gonna play it. Yeah. It's awesome. I'm not big. You know what game? I'm I'm okay with RPGs. Mm. Um. Final Fantasy. I dig them. Yeah. But, like, the game that I wish they would remake was Chrono Trigger. Yeah. I think that was the best RPG ever made. Okay. That's just my opinion. All right. All right, then. Yeah, I've never been big into Japanese RPGs. I love Chrono Trigger. Give me some Elder Scrolls, and then you won't see me for a week. Well, I want a, a Skyrim was on sale on Xbox Live for, like, five bucks the other day. Yeah. And I didn't pull the trigger and buy it. No. I should have. But I, I feel feeling like if it, it's exactly that. It's like if I buy Skyrim, bye bye everything else. That's yeah. all I'm gonna want to do. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah, it used to be a thing for me where I would I would know when the new Elder Scrolls game was coming out, mm-hmm. and I would make sure to take that week off of work, starting on the day it came out. And that's all you're gonna go that's buy it. All I was doing gonna... for the next week. What a dream! I would be useless at work because mm-hmm. I'd be at home thinking of the Elder Scrolls, or at work thinking of the Elder Scrolls. So there's no point in me coming in for at least a week. But that's that's the world I one day want to live in. Yeah, I love I love Elder Scrolls. As well, you should games, all of them. Anyway, anyway, let's wrap this up. Okay, well, thanks everybody. Um, like, mm-hmm. uh, subscribe and share. Sharing is the most important thing. Put this, throw us up on your yeah. Facebook wall that, or your your Twitter feed. We'd appreciate that. If you and and actually subscribe to our YouTube channel. That would yes. be fantastic because then you, you'll know when uh, our new shows are coming out. Mm-hmm. And actually, it would help us out because. Once we hit a certain level of subscribers, we can have our own, like, custom domain, mm-hmm. as opposed to just a random string of letters and numbers. Oh, so it will be easier to find uh, yeah. once we hit, like, a certain level of subscribers. So that would be very helpful. Yes, but as uh, but this is Something Heavy Podcast, I'm Robert. I'm Chris. And we'll see you next time. Bye, next guys. Time. Bye.